Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 300. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. 30 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I see a lot of you have been in the waiting room <laughs> because we have a special guest yeah. today. We're really excited to announce Ethan Van Skyver is in the studio. Introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Ethan Van Skyver from Comic Artist Pro Secrets, president, CEO, and founder <laughs> of All Caps Comics. Uh, and this is my comic book, Cyber Frog, of course. Yeah. A uh, big part of Comicsgate. Yeah. We, we, got, skate. we yep. got our own copies. Oh, I hope you enjoy them. It looks sick, actually. Yeah. I like it. How many year veteran of the comic book industry? Thir oh, I forgot. Yes. 30 year veteran of the comic book industry. World's most charming, disarming, elegant, eloquent, <laughs> and yet humble man. Great big Sopranos fan. Wow. Used to be Star Wars. Now it's Sopranos. Trusted member of the media, which is why I'm happy to be with two other trusted... <laughs> Woo! Yeah, see, two other trusted members of the media. <laughs> uh, I was, I was like, I need the intro today. I need the, I need the classic it. Ethan Ben Skyver intro. It's yes. great. Yes. I love that. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame, creator, along with Dan Harmon. He has been cleared, or charges have been dismissed based on domestic battery and false imprisonment. He has been uh, vindicated, some might say. He released a statement. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some of the claims that have been made on Twitter, which are like, I Does shouldn't be laughing. Does the court of public opinion yeah. excuse Justin Roiland? That is still yet to be determined. If we can't prove it, do we really have a say in the matter? That's, that's, but that's it's the so hard funny. part. Yeah, they're, they're creepy. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about GLAAD, the gay and lesbian. Uh, it's, it's a coalition for diversity in Hollywood. 
they have um, they have released their yearly breakdown of the amount of LGBTQ characters in Hollywood. Unfortunately, due to mass cancellations of TV shows in Hollywood because nothing is good anymore. I know this because Mary tells you every time we review something that nothing is good anymore. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there have been a massive can- uh, a rash of cancel of cancellations that have led to a drop in LGBTQ representation. So we will be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about Velma. Uh, she made her way to the White House after all that work she did to make the greatest animated series that united the internet. Everyone loved it, and Joe Biden decided to say, I love you for making this fantastic piece of art. There's some sarcasm in there, believe it or not. There's just piece of sarcasm. What? Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. It's quite literally yeah. cool <laughs> clock, Ahmed. Do you yeah. want to show it at the White House? Yeah, basically. But for a cartoon series. Uh, I, I wanted originally to, to lead with that topic because I was I wanted them uh, a picture of Velma at the podium at the White House, like with her <laughs> doing something extremely like uh, you know vulgar like she would in the series. So we're gonna talk about that. Also, Hollywood, the Screenwriters Guild has decided the the Writers Guild of America have decided that it is okay to use ChatGPT and AI uh, created programs to write scripts or to help write scripts. You know, the end is near for the creatives in a lot of ways. So, Mary, if you're ready, we can get right into the start of the show. We're ready. We're ready, and we'll do cringe at the. We'll do the lead topics, then we'll do. Okay, cringe. we've got some yeah. cringe yeah. for for soon. Ethan, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, here we go. Uh, but before we get started, I do want to do this. I I promised in the Discord that I would mention this. Yesterday, I promised that to Sean Salter, he has made a comic book. It is a graphic novel called Silence Do Good, Time Travel Agent. He has it up on Amazon right now. It's a paperback. It's for pre-order. It's the 13 pages of the upcoming graphic novel from the award-winning illustrator, Sean Salter, and writer Charles Knopf, I believe it's pronounced. Silence Do Good is the fantastical tale of a 19-year-old time-traveling Benjamin Franklin. Young Ben is ripped from his own timeline and thrown into the middle of corporate war between two tech giants he is now faced with a decision that could not only change his life but also warp all of time that sound good that's not wow. good i say yeah. better than private americans pitch yeah you know everyone's everyone's got their own everyone chooses what they like i like the 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 art of it is good and i promised him yesterday he was uh, talking to people in the discord about this and i said i would mention on the show so if you go look up silence do good on amazon you can pre-order a copy there so worth mentioning cool. all right uh, before we get started, we can also do this. We can we can bow our heads and say uh, we can we can pour take one a, out for a real one. Yeah, Victoria for Victoria Alonso. <laughs> she uh, she uh, was fired from Marvel. There was a you actually asked the question. Mary does this really good job of like she asks the questions that seem like they should be like simple to answer, but a lot of times <laughs> you're like. I have no idea. Like when, <laughs> when the story first broke, we talked about Victoria Alonso and she goes, was she fired or did she quit? I'm like, I have no idea. A lot of people, yeah. quote unquote, walking away from their jobs. A lot of big executives uh, yeah. wanting to spend more time with their families. Well, when you've when you've made Marvel money for 17 years, is it really all that awful to like leave and go be at home? But was her work finished ruining the MCU? I mean, that's the question. Well, I don't think she was done yet. She's gonna Permanent have damage. Um, yeah. Well, she'll have she'll have a lot of like say like like she'll have her tentacles are still involved in all the things that are still yet to come out. Meaning like Daredevil, Born Again. She's probably still technically involved in that. She would have been involved in Loki season two and all that stuff. So there's still plenty of well, CGI that can get. Ruined. I guess it's confirmed that she was fired. Yes. So oh, good. Rest in pieces. <laughs> that's, um, that's 
That's not good, man. That's, that's not Press very nice. Press S to spit. Yes. Uh, also, guys, I do want to mention that we will be continuing our rule here. So after every segment, we'll, we will be reading your super chats. But if you do want to interrupt and stop the flow of conversation so that we have to read your super chat, we will be reading all of them $20 and over right as we go. Um, it says she was fired from the top job, and it was basically to save Kevin Feige. I mean, when you're the top guy, I feel like in, in things fail as bad as Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania failed. You have to blame like, somebody. Somebody has to take the fall, and it's very rarely the how guy did they, at the top. How did they make three Ant-Man movies? Uh, nobody How do you knows. make three Ant-Man movies? I, I don't understand how many people out there are fantasizing about becoming very, very small. Yeah. Or uh, very It just big. seems like, uh, oh, giant, does he become Giant Man in the movies too, or no? He can, he can still be giant. Yeah. It should just be giant man then. Yeah. But you, you got to do both. Yeah. You know, it's sort uh -huh. of like a disappearing act. Yeah, I guess so. I just doubt that there are too many people out there who are fantasizing about teaming up with fleas and ants. It just yeah. doesn't no. seem like a good fantasy. Dane said the same thing. He said he was like, I don't believe that there are actual fans of Ant-Man. Yeah, but he doesn't think people like Spider-Man either. And Spider-Man's really? like the most popular comic book character of all time. Did he Everyone say likes that? Spider -Man. Everyone likes Spider-Man. He doesn't believe... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Did I'm he sorry. Say that? He thinks that people don't like The Flash. And I said, people like The oh. Flash too. Well, yeah, The Flash is more appealing yeah. than Way more appealing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All but, right. No. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't Spider-Man. That was, that was a bad yeah, take. Spider-Man's yeah, Spider-Man's obvious. Every, everyone loves Spider-Man. So she's out, and there was also, the, they give this really funny interaction that they mentioned that she was at the Oscars and was, like, in a, like, she got to take a photograph with, like, these two female photographers and basically said, like, Look we've at this, worked... two women. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's women working in Hollywood. Amazing. We've worked so hard yeah. to get here, and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Imagine and, just being one of those photographers and being like, you talking about <laughs> I'm a photographer I'm not an executive like that's not the same thing that's like a dude going it's up like, to a male janitor. oh look at you a female yeah. with a job <laughs> it, it would be like the CEO going up to a male janitor and being like we have worked so hard as yeah. men to run these companies Kevin Mr. Feige janitor. goes up to a janitor at his office building and is like we've worked so hard to get here my good sir I love it uh and and you wanted you mentioned that Modoc was a problem and in that does, that is... falls on her because she was head of visual effects yeah i mean this is clearly a terrible job yeah. here a terrible job creating modok for the screen yeah. uh you know as an artist it's ridiculous uh how, how about like not clowning on these characters that jack kirby created with your uh you know approval of visual effects and like you were saying there must have been like 20 25 different versions of modok created yeah. by different artists and this is the one that they went with yeah this is the one that you went with, Victoria? This is ridiculous. Great job making Marvel uh, even more of a clown show than it already was. It's not was. menacing yeah. looking. It's exactly. silly. Yeah, of course. And, and you they also up made that... you look at his butt. I... Yes, I heard about that. That's unfortunate. And you brought up a beautiful image that Jack Kirby did of MODOK, and he's terrifying. Even with this silly kind of... Uh, you know, character design. Modoc could be scary. There are all these wrinkles on his face um, in, that, in that illustration, and then... In this one, it just looks like you. He looks like the guy from Seinfeld. What's his name? Zoomed in from... on his face. Yeah. I don't know. He looks like George Costanza. That, it, no, it somebody, somebody good. in the chat. George literally, Costanza. Somebody, no, somebody in the chat says, "I thought that was Jason Alexander." Bruh. So, <laughs> so cool. uh, yeah, uh, R. J. McCready in the in the chat is right. It is apparently Jason Alexander who just maybe that was like the piece of art they used. Like somebody was watching an episode of Seinfeld when they were doing the pre production for this. That'd be good. <laughs> Uh, and also, guys, I do want to at least just touch on this. If you guys have been 
paying attention at all to the Zachary Levi and Rock uh, and Dwayne Johnson. I'll never call him Dwayne Johnson. He's the Rock. As far as I'm concerned, he's he's the Rock. Uh, there's kind of become like a, a blame game that's being done right now about who is responsible for what failure with Shazam. I actually, as much as I like Zachary Levi, wish he was just not engaging with this stuff. Like he's like he's interacting with people on Twitter. He's like, oh, I think the big problem is that it wasn't marketed properly, and I, I think he should have waited and maybe it, it lowers confidence in your product when you're second guessing it just a month or just a week after a movie comes out it's just not this a, language is yeah. just confusing though it says the rock didn't allow zachary levi to cameo in a post credit for black adam yeah allow is such a strong word there he wasn't in charge of decisions about black adam he would have the rock would have had uh the ability to veto i think i think he has think? enough i think he has enough star power to be able to veto yeah that star like power didn't yeah. make black adam into no. the success that he wanted it to be so what is it really worth i mean the yeah but that's hindsight being 2020 like they didn't know that beforehand that it wasn't going to work out that well and both of these films do struggle with the fact that they come at the time right after peter safran and james gunn took over and the post so credit for yeah. black adam was chosen so wisely yes uh, <laughs> so it is it is a bummer to see i would like to see them be a little bit more like one of my big problems is that there's no decorum amongst celebrities anymore as much as i was okay with jenna ortega like trashing the writer's room about wednesday because she understood the characters better than the writers did i do think that these uh, that a lot of these celebrities don't understand the power of being able to be a little bit more quiet about it's, these things so yeah him uh, posting this on his instagram yeah. story with like the upside down smiling emoji is yeah. kind of a bad look yeah but i like i like uh zachary levi so my hope is that he ends up going on to better things. I like him too. This yeah. must be so frustrating. I mean, working for the DCEU right now must be crazy. There's no, up until now, there's been no clear leader. I mean, James Gunn coming in hopefully is going to uh, rearrange a lot of this stuff and it's going to be great, but I think The Rock was going for it. I yeah. think The Rock was really going for being the next James Gunn. He wanted, I think he absolutely wanted to take control of it and have it redone and built around his character and uh black adam. That black adam yeah yeah well you know i mean nobody knows who black adam is nobody and they're making ant-man movies over at marvel yeah. and uh, i mean to start with uh black adam over there and get uh, somebody like the rock and try to get america and the world to care about black adam is it'll just work backwards. because it's the rock that's what everybody that was thought. the logic <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but also, I mean, the, also they didn't put them on screen together, and they—they're obviously they battle in the comics all the time. So that they makes no sense. It yeah. should have been one movie. Yeah. That's it. One movie. Shazam, and then Black Adam is the villain, and that would have been perfect. Uh, two big stars. I like Zachary Levi too. I think he's a really nice guy, uh, and he played the kindness kid on Sesame Street. Did he? Yes. I didn't know that. See, I know him from the masterpiece Chuck, which is one of my favorite That's TV another, shows yeah. of all time. And when he was, uh, and somebody also like, uh, I was reading some of the comments, and somebody's like, "Look at the fifty-year-old chubby guy." I'm like, "He's not chubby. He's like, he's he's in good shape, and he's like forty. Like, what are you talking wait, about? Wait, who? They were saying that about Zachary Levi. They're like, oh, look at the Zachary chubby. Levi? They were saying like, he's look at the skinny. chubby fifty-year-old guy. I'm like, I'm like, what? he's in good shape in forty. Why are you like? That's not even just lying. That's just like that's gaslighting. Just bizarre. And it's like he's like in the picture they're posting it on. He's got like this really strong jawline. I'm like, if he's somebody you make it's fun looking of, like the Chad th meme. Yeah. Then I'm like, then who the hell are the rest of us if he's somebody <laughs> you make fun of? Like that's not fair. It's yeah. like that. Did you ever see that meme of the video? It's like the it's a guy who's literally the living embodiment of the Chadman. He goes, he's like, uh, uh, 
tell everyone why you're single. I'll go first. And then there's just a whole barrage of people who then cut to themselves and like, if this guy is single, who the hell has a chance in the world if this, he's like literally, he's got I the guess big strong Zachary jaw. Levi just wasn't yeah. roided up enough. Yeah, well, you know, the, these days, that is that is the way to do it out there. They always talk about how it's, it's uh, they eat nothing but chicken and, and rice. And, uh, and they work out a lot. I'm like, but you don't do that in three months. Like, you don't no. get that big in three months. Takes so. time. Not a thing. All right. Uh, Mary, let's let's get everyone prepped for cringe because today's is particularly. It's intense. Uh, today's is particularly bad. Should we start with the, the tweets? I think we should start with the, the sure. cringe tweets first. Yeah. So if you guys remember fairly recently, we talked about um, the Aragorn situation with the guy who was able to see himself with representation through the Lord of the Rings. This is actually maybe somehow cheesier and worse than that. You want to read it? Um, I don't have oh, it I got, pulled okay, so up, actually. I'll read it here. So here's uh, Lyra. She says, Lord of the Rings has been my favorite thing for like 30 years, and when I found out that Nazis love Lord of the Rings, I had to pause and think through what Nazis love about it. Because here's, because here's the thing. It's really important not to be on the same page oh, as I Nazis. Yeah, and then she, she replied and said, I think Nazis yep. fundamentally do not understand Lord of the Rings, and the reasons they love it are the opposite of what Tolkien intended. <laughs> but my point is, if you're ever interested in the same thing as Nazis, it's really, it really, really ought to give you an oh shit moment. Yeah, yeah. They liked art quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and beer, uh, so... Maybe that's oh, what shit. Was, there's now we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, just the absolute state of like pop culture being turned into this weird political battleground. Like one of the things that's been interesting for me is like because my Twitter is mostly me like talking about awesome shows and movies that I love. I then get like people who watch my stuff that I know if they if they knew about this show, they would just hate my guts. Likely because they have like pronouns in their bio or they have anime avatars with the like uh, and they're talking about this show that I love. But if they watched any of the content that we make, they would likely think a lot less highly of, uh, of us because they tend to be very judgmental about people who don't agree with them. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a bummer to see pop culture get turned into this weird sphere of uh, political influence. Specifically fantasy genre yeah. related TV shows or movies or books or whatever. Like that's specifically targeted. The fans of those things are specifically targeted and called racists. Oh, yeah. If you if you notice, if you notice, like a lot of the stuff that like uh, network TV is awful around the board as awful across the board. But if it's not fantasy or genre, it tends to have, like Breaking Bad was great, which led into Better Call Saul, which everybody still pretty much loves, right? Mm -hmm. As long as they don't feel like there's a, a recruiting ground for kids, they'll leave it, they're like, there's no social capital in messing with this. We might as well leave it alone. So I Better Call so. Saul is allowed to be made in the, in the way they want. They get to make Reacher the way that Reacher needed to be made as a, you know, as a military type, sto type show or uh, the Terminalist, right? They leave it alone because they know it's middle-aged dads watching it and the middle-aged dads aren't going to be their target audience. They also hate that middle-aged dad audience. Yes. And we've talked about Taylor Sheridan before and that's what I think he is. I think so he is, is like hate, hateful toward his own audience. That's this is an excuse essentially to intrude and change Lord of the Rings yep. essentially. Now I've, I've never heard that Nazis in particular love Lord of the Rings, but I think everybody kind of loves Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, so if uh, everybody loves really popular uh, pop culture IPs, 
Uh, that would also include, I guess, people that disagree with Lyra the Tran without fear. Uh, and therefore, <laughs> therefore, uh, Lyra has every right and people who think like Lyra to go in there, intrude, and change the work of incredible creators like Tolkien. We've, we're already seeing that. I'm sure you guys already covered uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yep. Charlie yeah. and the Pull Chocolate the Factory yeah, and uh, all of the work of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, other people who have created things that, that everyone loves. Uh, Roald Dahl, I was sitting there trying yeah. to find Roald Dahl. Oh, the yes. idea of rewriting Roald Dahl and taking out words like fat and yeah. stupid by, these are generally fat and stupid people that are doing that. But Or even uh, the word pretty they, they are trying to take anything out. Anything that's judgmental in any single way, rewriting that, the audacity of that. But this is the excuse. Yep. This is right here, yeah. The you know, what you would use to uh, to rewrite and change great art that you had nothing to do with. It's not long before they write the hit pieces about Tolkien. Oh, yeah. Oh, they well, they are to investigate yeah. his character, pull up Tolkien's proverbial N-word tweets. Yeah. The, the like, 18, it's going to happen. The, 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 uh, the early history version of uh, N-word tweets, like, whatever. Here's what be. you need to know about yeah. Tolkien as yeah. a person before you watch Rings of Power Season 2. Yeah. It's funny, too, because they did the same thing with the James Bond novels now. But what I think it is, I think it's just uh, an extremely gifted uh, capitalist movement. They just want to they want to make edited versions so they can sell you the unedited version. <laughs> and then they have both right. versions and they could just make more money off of it. And it's just a fantastic way for them to sell to all audiences. And that's uh, what me and Dane would say uh, as a, a joke, late stage capitalism. Well, it's just, what do people like? What is it, what, what in the culture is creating people the way that they are now? What exactly is it the young men are uh, attaching themselves to and enjoying? And how can we F with that? Yeah. See, I, I edited my there, first. There, there was, like thank that? you. Right. Um, yes. How can we F with that, change it, take control of it? Uh, and uh, co-opt culture, essentially. Yep. So Lord of the Rings is next. And they're right. Just being him being white and Christian is probably enough to, to write the hit pieces for them anyways. Like, yeah, so I mean, it doesn't matter. he obviously held opinions yeah. which they would find abhorrent today. Yeah. So... Yeah. Because uh, because history changes so fast, it's one of the funniest things about it is like people take for granted just how quickly things go in and out of uh, style, like how quickly what was acceptable today will be unacceptable tomorrow, mm -hmm. and most things seem to be going that way. Like all of the th the words you're using, who is it? Whoopi Goldberg seems to be the one who gets in the most trouble for this lately, oddly enough. But she's like kind of protected by liberal by liberal media. Yeah, why does she, she get like, in trouble so often? Uh, because like she just gets to say, "Whoops, sorry," and then they forgive her. So uh, she, yeah. she gets her she gets her pass on it. And we've got one more, Mary. We got this video, and and this is maybe worse. Um, so I'm going to put this it's full screen unique uh, guys. You can watch this and you can, Ethan, if you want to see, you can see it over here. I think I can see it on my screen. Okay. Yeah, here, here we go. Okay. Do you, uh, let's start from me. If a girl looks at you, walk up to her and say, Hey, do you always stare down charming, dangerous men? Or is it just me? It's a funny line that, you know, will get her attention, you know, spike her attraction and make you come off a little too cocky, but you know, pair it with a little smile or smirk and she'll vibe with it. So try it out. Maybe, uh, maybe it'll get you your, your next girlfriend. <laughs> His laugh, where he just like <laughs> just gasps for air. <laughs> Look, he's 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 gonna he's working his way. Andrew Tate is in jail. He's 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 filling a marketplace. But right I now. saw someone quote tweet this and say, "Look, yep. this guy needs to first of all dye his hair darker, get a haircut." Get a skincare routine. Look directly face on at the camera, and, and you would up immediately, your shirt. yeah, button up that shirt. Don't show people your chest like no, that. No, even just one more button is more nipples acceptable. protruding, like, very disrespectful. 
One more button can still look like what? What's what would be the word for the look he's attempting to go for? Smoldering? Is he trying he wants to, to be go charming and dangerous? So, so like one more button still leaves plenty of manhood unbuttoned there without it looking like he just forgot to button half the shirt. He definitely has options to appear more charming and dangerous. I'll just say that. Yes, but that was painful. Uh, and like, I think the skincare routine would would help, but I'm, I'm not going to hold that against him. Haircut, maybe put it up. Maybe put it up in a bun. For some reason, women um, aren't really into to blonde guys. Why is that? Why do you think that is? I don't know. You're, you're a woman. You know the answer to this. But one. when when they saw you with bleached hair, yes, oh, they, they loved they, that. They loved so. that. Yes. Uh, I, I one time lost a bet here on the show, and I had to dye my hair blonde, and it stayed blonde for a couple of months because it worked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The women it loved worked. it. Yeah. He was I, literally I, swarmed with compliments. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at the doctor's office, some nurses were very complimentary of it, and I was like, I felt like they got paid off. It felt like a thing. It's a yeah, like uh, if it wasn't for HIPAA laws, I figured maybe somebody from the office called there and said, go ahead and compliment Brett on his hair so that he doesn't feel so bad about it. So, all right, guys, we are going to get started. So if you saw the news, it dropped late yesterday. Rick and Morty's own uh, Justin Roiland has been the charges against him for domestic violence for false imprisonment have been dismissed by an Orange County District Attorney. Um, yes. What did he do? Is, he, he, was, he was accused of domestic battery and of false imprisonment of an ex-girlfriend. Uh, and these charges were dropped in court yesterday, which is interesting because a lot of people were pointing out, like, this case has been going on for, like, two-plus years. Really? But, yeah, but it wasn't I made public. I it But it wasn't made public until recently, so it's very interesting that it made it all the way this far now, into the legal process. How do you false imprison your girlfriend? I don't understand. I'd like to know. Close a door? Like, I guess uh, a barricade situation? A barricade where handcuffs involved, a radiator, remember ether, the, duct remember, tape? I don't know. The, uh, wasn't that, like, a big thing that was going around when all of the Louis C.K. stuff was coming on. Some people said that he blocked the door. Some people said I, that okay. he didn't block the door. He didn't like actually physically block the door, but it's like, if you're jacking off in front of the door, <laughs> no one wants to get close Is to that you really to move any... around you. Like, it's a make-believe you're kind barrier. Of, you're kind of psychologically blocking the door. It's a make-believe barrier. Yeah, like a... no one's going to step closer. You know what I mean? So it would send the wrong message. That's a whole other story. But now he's claiming that all of this was a false allegation. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of people believe that the reason that um, that the the network didn't work to like help him, the reason that Adult Swim was so quick to throw him under the bus, is that everyone just hated working with him. They mm. said that he was immature and that he hadn't really done any work since season two of Rick and Morty. Did any of his colleagues know about this case? Uh, like, as far as I, I feel knew, like most if they the, disliked him so much, they would have publicized it. All of the allegations that I heard were more about him being immature to work with and hitting on the female. Seems like and it. And by the way, all of the people that like end up getting in trouble for this in Hollywood that work in executive roles, they, they literally look like the same person not r kelly yeah, not r kelly no he well he All wasn't right. uh, an executive that's a different uh that's a different genre and he wasn't white yes. hello yep uh and it's a funny thing after i i was looking into this last night and we were talking about me too allegations given that it's 2023 now 
I wanted to go back and look through, like, I was like, I just started Googling, like, all the way back to 2019. Obviously, everyone remembers Johnny Depp, but I, I brought up a list of a lot of these cases, and it's... it's All been ho- memory hold. It's a hilariously sad statement on our culture, how many of these things that were supposedly accusations of, of actors uh, and producers and stuff that just I didn't remember at all, and I've mm. been following this stuff for years, so it's let's, let's Indian look at a couple burial of them. ground of I mean, allegation I'm, after allegation. Yeah. Have some Hollywood like uh, award show style uh, memorandum memorium <sighs> of Me Too allegations. Well, every it's, year- it's true what they say. Yeah. Like I, I'm not the first to say this, but you know, Bernie Madoff was uh, indicted to cover for financial crimes and Harvey Weinstein was yep. indicted to cover for other people doing sexual crimes. And here's the, the funny thing is he's always the first name on the list. So we have that here. So here's Harvey Weinstein. Number two is Morgan Freeman. Does no anybody remember what did that? What Morgan I have, Freeman. I have no clue. Like, so it says proof that the Me Too movement accusers coming forward is nowhere near its conclusion. Beloved actor Morgan Freeman had been accused of by eight different women claiming that he had sex, said sexually inappropriate things and engaged in non-consensual touching and groping. Does anybody remember that? Nope. No, I don't remember that. And there's totally a there's a twenty dollar one right there. Bro Cody said, "Get Ant Man out of here, this cyber frog neighborhood." This is cyber frog neighborhood. Cyber oh, this frog is town. cyber frog yes, neighborhood. So that's right. kind of like that. That's like the Jussie Smollett version of it, where this is MAGA country. <laughs> this is this, this is, is cyber frog. frog. This is yeah. Yes, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Hell Somebody uh, fabricate a hate crime where they say this is cyber frog town. <laughs> frog town is well, fro- and frog town is an actual. There's actually like a place in Minnesota called Frog Town. Like it, oh, it's wow. like in up to like in Minneapolis. You don't want to go there for the most part. Like, oh, okay. You don't. You know, in general, the North it's a bad Minneapolis. Part of town. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's a, that was the funniest part of the saddest part of like all of the ju- of the stuff that happened in Minnesota in 2020 is like as bad as it was. And like the cops there are even worse than what you see on TV because the Minneapolis Police Department. It's just horribly corrupt. Wow. So, so the we're gonna go through some more of these names. Kevin Spacey. Everyone well, remembers yeah. Kevin remember Spacey. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Didn't remember. Didn't remember oh that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis C.K. Yes. Everyone remembers that. Yeah. David Copperfield. No I don't idea. remember that. Maybe he's a, maybe because he's a magician, he made it just disappear. He made his underpants disappear yeah, that's, that's, in front of a lot of uh, young ladies. <laughs> he I just, think that was. Uh, the main problem, yeah. Yikes. He's like he should have put an under like a restriction on that one. Like you had to like sign a waiver to before going to see David Copperfield there. Then we have R. Kelly. Uh, so yeah. he him It's he's just like, the most salacious stories lived on. Yeah. Scott Bayo. <laughs> No what did Scott Bayo do? So it says uh, everybody loves Chachi, but the actor who played him, Scott Bayo, is in the middle of a major fight for his uh, for his good name. In on January twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, it was a fateful day. Uh, who came for? Oh wait, let's see. Uh, it says. Uh, let me restart here. It says Charles in charge. His Charles in star. Charles in charge co-star. Uh, as an adult, is violated. Uh, oh, somebody from the age of fourteen. Nice. Um, okay. Okay. It says. See, this is it. Like Harvey Weinstein was the sacrificial lamb, and then the rest of Hollywood kind of yeah. got off scot-free. That's right. Free Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Free Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> that's getting clipped. Clip that's, that that's, right that's, now. That's, no, don't that's, clip that's that. That's absolutely getting clipped. It says, his Charles in Charge co-star as a star and an adult when he violated her starting at the age of 14 and carrying on until she was 17, Bayo took to Facebook to deny the allegations vehemently. Thanks Yikes. for clearing that up. Yeah. Like, Moving uh, on with my day. Jeremy Piven, <laughs> Tom Brokaw, 
Bill Cosby, everyone remembers oh, yes. Bill Cosby. T.J. Miller, I remember that one just because that was a that had uh, lasting implications for Deadpool because he was mm -hmm. in Deadpool at the time. Matt Lauer, I remember that. I loved I that. That was my favorite one. I'm like, we got Matt Lauer. Yes, get, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Yes. we, we got to get rid of him. Yeah, don't uh, like him. Ed Westwick, I don't even know who Ed Westwick is. He was on Gossip Girl. Oh, that's why I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so then Charlie Rose, James Toback, like nobody remembers any well, of the, most this of these is cases. Just what? Men do when they have no consequences. And, I, and a lot of power. Fact, in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Rose would walk around naked. I remember him too. He'd walk yeah. around naked in front of his maids. Yeah, oh, of course. That's what he was doing, of you course. know. It's my then, house. Who flashed uh, Pamela Anderson? Uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, it's like Tim that. Allen from it's like, Home Improvement. Oh, it was yeah. the 90s. Like, that's like, everybody was doing it. Everyone so many was just times, flashing each other. Half the time on this show, I have to make excuses by telling Mary, look, you weren't around. It was the 90s. It was, <laughs> it was a, a different time. time to be alive. I actually posted a tweet yesterday, like uh, uh, a picture from the, the Spice Girls movie of them with a bunch of aliens. And, I, and it just pointed out, like, there was a time when there was a movie where, like, aliens came down to Earth and said, take me to your leader. And we sent the Spice Girls. <laughs> like, it was just a different time to be alive. Like, you, you, you wouldn't that understand. That makes it sound wholesome. But did you get flashed by Tim Allen in the 90s, Brad? No, I did not. I did. Oh, no. he, he did. So he like, My in, truth. Yes. I, 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 I didn't end up in any of the same rooms as him, so I can't speak for any of the other men in his life. So you're Tim Allen. Yes. Uh, no. You've no. never been seen in the same room. With <laughs> you, you'll never Tim know. Allen. You'll never know. Do you want to go through some of the things that bet against Jeremy, uh, against Roiland? Like, yeah. yeah, well, yes. I, first I'm going to read out his statement that he posted on yeah. Twitter. He said, I've always known that these claims were false, and I never had any doubt that this day would come. I'm thankful that this case has been dismissed, but at the same time, I'm still deeply shaken by the horrible lies that were reported about me during this process. Most of all, I'm disappointed that so many people were so quick to judge without knowing the facts based solely on the word of an embittered ex trying to bypass due process and have me quote unquote canceled. But the thing is, it wasn't in the public eye for the first two years, so it really wasn't an attempt to cancel him. It actually was no. an attempt to take things through the criminal justice system. Yeah, it was what you're supposed to do. Yeah, what you're actually supposed to do in these situations. In official which is, capacity, yeah. yeah. And, and it just didn't us, work out. Yeah. So we don't know what really happened with the domestic violence charge. It doesn't really matter. But I don't think that he has been exonerated in the public eye by any means because there are Twitter still all him. of these allegations of him messaging underage girls and, and adult women crazy things i have the one from ali <laughs> let's show the one from ali yes um, this we, one we... from a musician named ali gertz uh who was and is an adult um still thank god <laughs> she said in this tweet i'll say more later for now i'll just share the types of funny dms justin roiland would send me posted and deleted this last night because i was worried about any backlash but this dude made me Someone who wrote a Rick and Morty concept album never watched his show again. Never it's just you. embarrassing to admit that you wrote a, a Rick and Morty concept <laughs> album. So, but also never meet your stunning heroes. and brave yeah. for coming out and saying that out loud, yeah. Queen. Go off. So here is what he sent her. Um, I guess this is a screenshot from back in 2015. And again, we can't we can't verify. Yeah, no verification that any not. of this is real. I don't like again. Then they would say, why would she lie about it? But we all know that there's we we don't even know. People. Maybe she sent responses to these messages yeah. but deleted them later. Who knows? But this is just a string of messages that he sent her. 
Can you write a song about nine dicks of different sizes and ethnic origins hanging above your face and then in the lyrics describe how they each splatter you with semen? But important, the larger message of the song is about how we are all the same and no more racism. And then, um, then he said, who is this Lee character? Why does he or she have to find parking? Why are you a huge beep? That's the F. Yes, uh, we're, not using, we're not using Answer that later. And then he said, one minute later, sorry, Allie, I'm okay. My fourth glass of wine. This was all off record. Don't break my trust, you a-hole. JK, you're all right. The, uh, the, the, the <clears throat> tone of that last text is just one that says, like, I've rung a bell that can't be unrung. He had his and oh I, shit I, moment. Yeah, and he's like, I now am I'm screwed. Uh, it's also One minute later while you're still pissed drunk. I mean, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, in the writer's room, the idea of, uh, of, uh, of Bukaki as a way of solving racism sounds very South Park to me. Not Rick just, and Morty. Just not a very... You know, guys, you send I don't know if you know this. Human being that you, don't know well. you have to be a certain level of yeah. IQ points to understand Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah. Few people realize this, but it's it's really only for the high IQ galaxy brain geniuses out there. Yes. Um, I wouldn't know that. I'm stupid. So <laughs> there were a lot of other allegations listed here from uh, women who claimed that it was all when they were underage. Yeah, um, that, that seems to be the big one that nobody has an answer yeah. to right now that a lot of people are none saying, of it is confirmed yeah, people are saying like great you've been you've been uh, acquitted or you've been, you've had the charges dismissed against you about uh, falsely imprisoning your ex-girlfriend now answer to the charges that uh, the public is made what against do you, you do when it's not a charge and it's just exactly. people saying that you're a weirdo which yep. is probably what you are <laughs> he probably is a weirdo but yeah. without proof I can't know that for sure and I'm well, not going I mean to... the, the guy makes a cartoon I mean this is the whole thing your fans are probably going to be young teenagers. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. That yeah. I always thought that was the worst thing about being like an adult in NSYNC or the Backstreet yeah. Boys or something like that. Your fans are 12. Yeah. Uh, they love you, but they're 12 years old. That would be yeah. kind of rough, but uh, look, uh, I believe all of this. You, you totally believe that. <laughs> I speak Ali yeah. Gertz's name here. Uh, I see you. I believe this, yeah. sure. Same thing with a lot of like Disney stars growing up in the spotlight and all of their fans are younger kids. than them yeah like i i heard this uh podcast with mitchell musso on it he was on hannah montana and he said that he hooked up with fans all the time and i was like i don't know if you want to say that Maybe out loud on, in a public platform <laughs> because they were literal children somebody yeah. needs to make like a like a movie about like a f for the average boy band star it's not about like the first time around it's about the reunion tour that's, yes. when it, that's when it finally goes right for them when they're when they're finally an adult in the in yeah. their fan when they're in their fans are adults too yeah. and then they're like now it's gonna be now it's gonna be good so yeah. uh, here are some <laughs> other other posts uh, one said on September uh, in September 2015 Justin Roiland followed me on Twitter and I was 16. Of course, I was so excited because I loved Rick and Morty at the time, so I messaged him first, and we started talking every now and then. Some of it very casual, but some parts were 100% weird. So according to screenshots shared by this Twitter user, uh, Justin Roiland asked this minor to run away from school and go into uh, sex slavery? I don't know if I can say that on YouTube. Uh, he also allegedly addressed her as a F slur he, he seems to love that word, which is called uh, her jailbait, and said that she would go into camming. Let's yes. just say that yeah. once she turns eighteen, uh, a different 
user said that uh, he asked her when she was underage if she was going to get Morty tattooed on her boob. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one said, Justin Roiland has a track record of using social media to hit up and exploit vulnerable people and minors, and I believe this is an open secret in the industry. He used my sexual trauma and my love for Rick and Morty to groom me. I'm sorry, that sentence is just... Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And I am one of so many. I am glad this is public. It's just like, I don't think a lot of these celebrities understood that what the internet was going to do to them. Like, I, I, I maintain a lot of time, I think the, the most scared people in the world are 80s rock stars who, who lived in a time when this behavior was just not just okay, but encouraged. And they wake up every day terrified that somebody's going but to come out and make some claim against them. You're from when an they were, animator on Rick yeah. and Morty. You're not a rock star. They you're a loser. Are. No, they are. They're, 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 <laughs> they're still considered rock stars. They're still, uh, they're still people that like look over like million dollar, billion dollar properties. So whether we think they're dorky or not and the glasses he's wearing are, are far, uh, he's got like these glasses that like curve upwards. Mm -hmm. Like he looks like his name should Library. be Jan. Like, yeah, he looks like his name's Jan. But like, like they're still, they're still famous people with like lots of people following them. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think that at some point, somebody like, let's just say Mick Jagger yeah. is going to have to answer for the fact that he has had sex with all of his fans yeah. over the course of like 70 years? I think there's a Steven Tyler just recently had like a very serious case come mm -hmm. out against him. So yeah, like I, I think that does happen and to then, um, a, a good amount of them. Who was it from Kiss that recently oh, did yeah. Gene Simmons, yeah. would it be? Or one of these Wait, was it Simmons? I don't think it was Simmons. Because Simmons is always in the news for being just a, a nutso on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, He's just insane on Twitter. I, I'm not sure, I don't remember, yeah. but he like did this interview and they kind of hinted a question like, well, what would you have done if you had, you know, risen to fame in the age of Snapchat or when everyone can film everything and record what you're saying and doing? And he just like totally dodged the question, but it was <laughs> obvious that he would have been canceled. Mm -hmm. And you're just basking in the glory of having risen to fame at a time when you didn't have to face those risks. Yeah, those celebrities today, they don't like it. I'm sure, I'm sure those, uh, those young actors are not having, uh, not having a lot of fun with stuff like that. I, look, I, this is one of those ones that's hard because your instinct is to protect minors and you want, and, and it's also very, 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 very easy to believe that a famous, you know, uh, cartoon show animator is a piece of crap in Hollywood because there's so many pieces of crap in Hollywood, right? But yeah. also, I can't know. So what am I supposed to say? Well, these are nerds that gain power exactly. through their art. Uh, you know, it's like they couldn't... Nerds th that gain power. The theater nerds. That's theater all it nerds is. And, and art nerds that became powerful in Hollywood at a time when uh, they wanted to both get back at the people that uh, threw them into lockers when they were in school... And, uh, and no, but get back at women, women that, too. Yeah. This, this guy wasn't getting girls in high school. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. now he can basically, he's got yeah. power over, you know, uh, this whole demographic yeah. of uh, young women. That's why we love Chet Hanks here, not Colin Hanks, because Chet Hanks is a Chad, and Colin Hanks looks like he got tossed into lockers Beta in cock. high school. He does. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's one right there from Steve Ryman. Steve Ryman said, 80s rock stars probably aren't too worried, Brett. Simple headline, Diamond Dave... Touched my no-no square in 84, <laughs> local grandmother reports. People were still having kids at that point. Chances are they yeah. had better things to do. That's actually a fair, that's a fair, like, representation of what is probably right. So it's the 90s well, guys that have to People were incentivized to, you know, 
sell their trauma coins. Victimhood yeah. wasn't a thing. Like in the yeah. in the eighties and the nineties, I think. Maybe maybe the nineties is when it started to creep in. The idea of being a victim didn't have so much currency attached to it. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I laugh when I see like characters in TV shows that go like, I'm not a victim. I'm like nowadays they're like, I'm totally I'm a, a victim. victim. Yeah. I'm hell totally yeah. a victim and they're excited about like they actually get giddy at the idea of the mm -hmm. fact that they're about to be able to cash in on all of that sweet, sweet uh, trauma, all those sweet, sweet trauma coins. I just don't understand how in like this day and age you don't uh, understand as a public figure the consequences of DMing randoms. Yeah. Like everyone screenshots everything. Yeah. How do you not robber. understand that? You know, yeah. like I, I get the feeling that these uh, messages, all these screenshots are probably real. Yeah. Maybe editing some things out, some parts out that make them enthusiastic participants in this. But that's a good like. There's a good point. They, it's you can't see real. whether she responded or not. Like, yeah, because that, that changes the context. If it's two consenting adults and they both respond to one another, I don't care. He could say mm -hmm. all the weird crap in the world he wants to this lady. I didn't care when Army Hammer said weird stuff to people either. I did. I, I love that. That I, was great. He, he said he wanted to cut off his girlfriend's toes and carry them around <laughs> with him and all this stuff. I, I was like, wow, this guy's. He something said he else. wanted to like. What did he say? He wants to barbecue yes. one of her ribs. It's just like, dude, are you hungry or horny? <laughs> That's actually, it's funnier to think that he only said stuff like that, like when he was hangry, like he yeah. like really needed to eat and he just couldn't get, he couldn't get to food. So it like drove Once him again, into like a weird sexual perversion. Nerd with power. No, he's, no, he's powerful. The family yeah. has money and he, yeah. he can get away with anything. You know, it's like what at that point, just regular interactions with females. His are family not good was enough. like, his family were multimillionaires, like of the Army yeah. Hammer family fortune and stuff like that. There's a yeah. 20 one right there mary from Corey. Corey boleg said please sing with me no no don't touch me there this is my no no square <laughs> i'm not saying i I have, I have a horrible singing voice so i can't do that for you is this a reference to something it's a rick and morty oh oh okay i haven't watched rick and morty to be transparent right all right now. all right uh should we should but, we move on or yeah. do we want to just keep talking about how every time one of these famous executives or people on these shows uh, get in trouble it's like well of course like yeah. did we not expect that right yeah I mean just look yeah. at the show he made yeah. it's it's almost inhuman <laughs> not to I mean for me like the worst thing ever was to find out Alfred Hitchcock tried to uh, you know get with Tippi Hedren I was like no not Alfred Hitchcock he's so pure and oh, innocent can you scream crisis, crisis party, party? thank you guys <laughs> what is this <laughs> <laughs> see when the when the crisis meter fills up it triggers a crisis party oh yes <laughs> that was good uh, usually I, I mix them between different TV show and movie scenes that I cut together with Crisis Party. That one was Phil Abonte and Carter, who uh, are both uh, friends of ours who work here. Exactly. Making it rain. Exactly. That's, that's the whole Thank point. Thank you, guys. Right? I think uh, that's, that means it's super chat time. It is super chat time. All right, go for it. I feel mean because I'm the one that has to read these messages, yep. but... All right, sorry in advance. Not Alan Rogers said, looking real skinny, E, psych. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys are like close like that or what. No, we're not, not at all, enemies. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Okay. 
The Almighty Truffles said, Hey Mary, check your DMs on Twitter. My buddy sent you a DM that you'll all enjoy and get a kick out of. Like, I don't know it if that's ominous. a great, like, if you're a guy, that's a good email, that's a good message to yeah, get. If you're a girl, Brett. that's a lot scarier to get. Like, hey, I got this thing that you're going to find hilarious. Send like, it to Brett. Guys we'll are more likely to open that out of sheer curiosity. Women have a far better sense of self-preservation. Yes, yeah. No offense, potatoes for Seamus. Johnny Beck sent us a thumbs up. Thank you. Yep. Dark Gift Comics Presents said, Hail EVS, Hail Comicsgate, Hail PCC. Hail. I, uh, I interact with Dark Gift Comics on Twitter from time to time. Oh, Twitter. good guys. Martin Santiago said, quote unquote, start a family brat. Look, Hannah Claire is not here and you cannot make me like you can't. Is this like, Hannah Claire's alt account? Is, is, yeah, is Mar does Hannah Claire in her free time go by Martin Santiago? She doesn't look like a Martin that Santiago. That was so out of nowhere though. It was like, so anyways, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's like in Brett, start a family. The Quaff said, hi, Comicsgate. Yeah. Hello. Oh, also, I would like you to, to let everyone know, because there are going to be people in the audience here who know who you are and then some who may not. Do you mm -hmm. want to tell everyone what happened with Patreon and Subscribestar? Because that is a, mm. a, a very, very, very good thing to tell people about because more people need to know about those things going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Patreon actually reached out to me and just said, hey, uh, this tweet that you tweeted a year ago regarding uh, Disney and the parental rights uh, in notification in education bill. Uh, they said you're gonna have to remove that. We uh, we are monitoring your activity off our platform. Uh, and my tweet was, I was like, what did I say? And I went back and looked at it, and it was, I was basically, I thought it was, you know, pretty ordinary. I was basically just saying the problem with this is that Disney, the Disney Corporation, is framing the Parental Rights uh, and Education Act as a matter of gay rights, which yeah. it just isn't. Yeah. How dare you? Like, you don't know, say gay. That's right. Don't, don't say gay. No, no, no. The parents are saying between the ages of four and eight, please don't talk about things that are confusing to little children. Yeah. We want to maintain their innocence. So I just said it shouldn't be framed as a matter of gay rights. It's parental rights, not yeah. gay rights. Uh, and uh, a Patreon asked that I take that tweet down. Yeah. Uh, so I took my Patreon down yeah. uh, and I moved it over to uh, Subscribestar where I'm at right now. If you want to follow me on Subscribestar, that'd be awesome. Subscribestar, Ethan Van Skyver. Uh, I was shocked by that. I just don't think these platforms should be monitoring uh, anyone's activity off of their own platform. And furthermore, I don't think they should be censoring speech like that, especially since that was an entirely reasonable thing that I said. Off-platform censorship and off-platform monitoring is one of those things that I think everyone knew was eventually going to be coming. Uh, but it is one of the strangest things to see start happening because it is a soft version of a social credit score for a lot of these I mean, things. it might be one thing if you were like, I mean, I can't repeat what yeah. you might be tweeting that, that actually would draw some ire, but like you were criticizing a mega corporation rather tepidly yeah pretty much, on their yeah. business practices um yep. but they're all aligned but so. victoria alonzo lost in the end so ha 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 i win that. victoria yeah. alonzo loses <laughs> haha <Yes>. corn <laughs> pop sent us a crying emoji well thank you thanks <laughs> epic wildstar said team up episode evs and vera dark love you mary that would be good get vera That'd get vera cool and episode. evs out here at the same time vera's great she's mm -hmm. uh like the last time she was on who, who did we talk about last time there was a couple of great ones was that the one with um uh the actress who left for twitch yeah yeah grace van dean grace van dean um her whose father was in starship troopers which everybody should watch that's a good movie yep Depo, baby. 
Joseph Fazio said, Yo, Big E, we gonna see Mary in special guest appearance in Cyberfrog Red Extermination, possibly? Sure. There you go. I, I have no decision in this. <laughs> and then Bro do, Cody. Uh, we got one. We already read the oh, Bro okay. Cody one. Do the... Uh, Corn Pop just sent a surprised emoji. And then do Shane Wilder, <laughs> and then we will move Shane on. Shane Wilder said, Dude was not charming or dangerous. More like sad and pathetic. Pride is not a good look for him. Almost like it's a sin or something. God bless. Crazy how that works, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Amen, brother. <laughs> we are moving on. So there was a, a, a couple of articles that came out recently. Every year, because Hollywood is now nothing but a bunch of checkboxes that have to be met for tax purposes uh, and so that they don't get canceled by these trade magazines, uh, they are keeping track now of all of the LGBTQIA plus representation in Hollywood, and they're actually giving you solid numbers up or down, whether they're making gains in the industry for uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual uh, representation. So this is an article that says, GLAD, racial diversity up amongst LGBTQ characters on television, overall representation drops due to mass cancellations. You don't say. You don't say, right? Like, uh, so, so the idea here, guys, is that they're, they're putting more of the characters on screen, but the shows just don't seem to to do very well. Why do you think that is? Well, they also complained that uh, although racial diversity among LGBTQ characters is up, the overall representation of LGBTQ characters is down. Um, but I just can't believe there are people who are paid actual money in, th in this economy. In this economy? To watch TV shows and count with their fingers how many gay characters there are. And the, the other thing is, uh, one of the big things that I've learned like doing research into this and like looking into the channels that cover this stuff in a, in a pro aspect that are more, like we tend to be more critical uh, about a lot of this stuff because we think that there's a lot of times a socio-political agenda into it, but there's a lot of people that cover this stuff in a positive manner. And one of the things that they talk a lot about on those channels is the idea of like uh, coding it's like, is a character coded that way? Queer coded. Yeah, queer is it queer coded? coded. So uh, are they ca are they counting those characters? Like, do, do you think those characters count? Well, or there's does it have not to be... a way to quantify it. No, there it. isn't. That, is that's there... the most I... interesting part. But was, I mean... <laughs> there's a gay M&M who's candy coded. That is, uh, that's Thank true. You. That's queer true. Queer coded. Well, it's yes. with, with, with high heels like that. You know, yeah, like they the... had to get rid of Wait, those. Wait, is it the green M&M? The green M&M. M &M. Queer coded so, or yeah. is it the brown M&M? Uh, both of them. I think there are a couple now. Yeah. So there was a bunch of canceled shows. Batwoman was canceled. Charmed. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. The the 4400. Look, that show show was an affront to the original and that should be memory hold for all involved no one should be watching that mm. legacies and naomi did, did you uh did you catch any of naomi given that that was like a that was a brian michael bendis comic right from like uh like a dc comic from like 2019 yeah. no i did not yeah but you know what the comic is right it was like a it was like a D, it was a brian michael bendis run from like late 2019 or something like sure, that yeah okay. yeah yeah that that show got one season and canceled and it's just it's kind of bonkers to me shout that out there's, to david zasloff by the way great job for being doing a good job over there yeah just slicing down the like gets Get rid, rid of, of everything of yeah, yeah. Yep, he's well, there, there should just be a picture of him smiling on this article because, I mean, that's that's basically who's doing it. Yep. They're attributing malice where mere incompetence can be cited as the reason. Is that like Hanlon's Warrior law? Nun being one of the biggest examples. Fans yeah. of, of Warrior Nun literally claimed that it was because of homophobia. Yeah. 
that this show was canceled and it's just that these streaming platforms make a bunch of bad invents investments and that's just how they do business bad business doesn't equal your oppression <laughs> do you know why i think this doesn't happen why, why they don't make these changes in the comic book industry is because i think it's just at a point now where they they pay such low page rates mm -hmm. that it's it's just a write-off at this point and it's literally just slipping in under the radar when a tv show fails there's so much money behind it whether they like it or not that they have to at least pay attention to it but the comics are so not cheap to make but in a lot of ways, it's a rounding error for companies the size of Disney or the size of Warner Brothers compared to television. Of course. So yeah. the so publishing doesn't matter at all. Instead, them. we get stuck with the publishing staying the exact same, if not getting worse mm -hmm. over the last several years. Well, I mean, they're they're uh, cutting people's page rates, and so yeah. competent people are moving over to uh, Comicsgate, you know, and and crowdfunding their own books so that uh, they can actually uh, maintain quality and they can actually put it up to an audience to decide uh, if these books are going to get made or not. Uh, Marvel and DC are just, they'll hire anyone off a of Tumblr, it seems, these days. It's the also talent. It's also funny, too, because Glad is, is coming out here with, like, hard numbers. Right. In the comic book industry, whether you're talking Comicron, it's very hard to figure out sales figures because it's all done in such They're a weird way. They're hiding them now. They hide them, so there's I mean, no way to like know. The comic book industry is in hospice, and a curtain has been drawn around the sales just to protect its privacy. It's really <laughs> awful. They're just letting it die, and yeah. but die in peace. Die with dignity. They've already yes. put the tag on its toe. Oh, yeah. it's so sad. And, and the thing about it is, is the comics are alive. They're you know better than ever. Creators are out there. They want to do comics. You know, you guys, you just have to do them on your own. You can't go work for these companies and become slaves to their parent companies. It's just not a good idea. What, what, what advice would you give for somebody who wants to do it without the? Because I think the big problem for a lot of people is that it's very hard to commit to doing something like this because what people don't understand is that what these companies offer is infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the pipeline for publishing, whether it's, t whether it's TV, movies, or comics. It's the pipeline for publishing. It's the pipeline for promotion. It's the ability to get the work out there. I would say a lot of them now, it's more because they grew up on these properties and they consider it validation to be able to work on characters yeah. that they liked growing up rather than wanting to create their own. Kind of like what we were talking about with Aragorn. They don't actually see validation in creating their own work or in inheriting work from something new but they even want then it's, to... it's characters they claim they were so yeah. devoted to growing up but yeah. oftentimes i don't even take yeah. them for their word and they wanted that. to face yeah. them i mean that's that's one of the yeah. things and by the way i you know if you want to go work for the big two and work on daredevil or spider-man or superman i i go do it i mean it's a good learning yeah. experience i did it for 20 years uh, but when it comes time to actually creating your own thing and trying to make an impact on the culture which is what comic skaters are trying to do by telling great new stories do it for yourself do it through crowdfunding yeah. it is extra work uh we're, we're fulfilling i mean this book here cyberfrog 2 rec planet is in fulfillment right now uh we got to ship sixteen thousand packages out to people who've been waiting for this book for a long time uh and that is a lot of extra work but the the fact of the matter is you will own your own labor you yeah. know the results of your own labor and that's mm -hmm. that's what's important no big corporation is going to decide that your character is gay or of a different <laughs> or if you want to make or if you want to make because they don't have to respond yeah. to market demands anymore That's because correct. of what you said brett it's a yeah. like the comics division of warner brothers or disney yeah. is a mere accounting error meaning they'll just give it to the tyrants that want it and one of the things mm. that they talk about they're like i'm not in charge of the marketing i'm just the creative department they don't understand that they are a representation of what that is on social media 
media and then they're awful on social media, not realizing that they are still a spokesperson for the you company. You represent Disney. Exactly. You represent Warner Brothers. So, so uh, I would also say probably would you would you advise that like part of it is like if you're going to do crowdfunding, you're also your own promotional tool. So you do have to learn to be front like like front facing as far as your like you have to be able to sell it. Like yeah, you, of course. You have to have a personality. Like a, a lot of the ones that I would say, like a lot of these people that are working in comics that are making these things that seem to be antagonistic towards the audience aren't really the type of person that's going to be great on, in front of a camera, like promoting their work. Well, whoever's doing this and making all of these yeah. characters, doing all the race swaps mm -hmm. and, and doing making characters gay, obviously you're trying to antagonize the audience. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why they're doing this. And that's why they'd have trouble crowdfunding because you really do have to approach your audience and say, I need your help. I want to make something new yeah. and I need your help rather than just foisting some, uh, you know, bastardized mm -hmm. version of what they already loved on them and, and then laughing and calling them bigots. You actually do have to approach them and almost like hat in hand and say, yeah. will you help me? That's humbling. And that actually is good for a creator to do. I also think that for a lot of it, it's like if you're if you're watching these shows and these movies where characters have been turned into stereotypes, you can now make characters that are gay that aren't stereotypes that have personality like they used to be back when like TV shows, believe it or not, this is this is a true story, used to be able to tell stories like that without turning every character into a ridiculous stereotype. That's actually possible to do. If you want to do that and actually add layers to your character, you can do that, but you have to be able to sell it and you have to be able to write it. There are creators yep. out there who do that. Uh, the Wire is uh, amazing. Go watch The Wire if you want to see complex characterization. Realism. Oh, are you talking about the television show? I'm the talking Wire. about the television show. Oh, well, that's about... a funny story here because here at Pop Culture Crisis, at least once an episode, I tell each and every one of the people in this show, go watch The Wire. <laughs> the Wire is fantastic. Quite often. Sopranos, six feet under, by the way. Six yep. feet under, uh, I think, I could be wrong, but it really does feel like even though the characters are on, uh, on that show are wide and diverse and yep. there are a lot of gay themes and stuff, feels like the creator is almost conservative. Alan Ball. Yep. Uh, uh, because, uh, you know, these characters actually suffer consequences and, yep. and go through, uh, you know, real changes. And uh, that Six Feet Under is great, Sopranos. And start, if you're a comic book creator, start watching these really, really good television shows and learn how to write comics and learn how to create characters based on uh, what you learn from those. I would love... Uh, more people to go and watch The Wire. Especially if, if you want to see a show that can do political themes in a way that doesn't tell you which way the the creator of the show leans one way or the no, one way or the other. It's a perfect example of like there are politicians in Baltimore. They're all corrupt. Right. There are cops in Baltimore. They're kind of bad people too. Everyone's just kind of a shade of gray. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how television, at least like uh, premium television like that, should have been done from the beginning. Like my favorite example is I'm like, ever notice how all the cops were always driving drunk? Like they're they're always driving with like open bottles of alcohol and like it, it was the '90s. It wasn't the '90s. It was the early 2000s. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it was the early 2000s. They could just do that back then. So right. uh, I love that show. That is that that show is a masterpiece. All right, as far we're as, brothers. As far now. as I'm concerned, yeah, so, all that stuff was great. Look, if you're if you're turning your industry into one in which you have to start labeling what was the number mary it was like 500 and it was 620 something and it's now five it was 637 lgbtq characters so i need to know is there somebody who knows exactly how many characters there are total in all of television yeah that's literally impossible yeah uh to quantify like he can't get Unless percentages it was done by an ai I, I really have no idea but it 
They said it's now 596 These are, these are busybodies who have nothing of value to offer society other than constant hand rain and kvetching yeah. about how there no amount of representation is good enough and they're making six figures doing this. Somebody is getting paid the for this. The recession is going to come for here. your asses. Somebody's going to I got a hold of the Warner Brothers ESG report, yeah. which uh, oh. not a lot of people okay. see. It's a big colorful flyer. I did a whole live stream about it. And inside of that they have like pie charts uh, yep. and everything and graphs saying, this is how many white males work for us. Yep. This is how many people from the islands or uh, black people or uh, they really narrow it down. They, they actually keep track of all of this stuff. Yep. And the reason why is because it's all about investment. It's all about ESG. Somebody is keeping track of this. So I actually uh, pointed that out on a stream once. I said, like, I, I have, like, the, the app that, like, shows you, like, what it, each company's, you can look up what a company's ESG score was. And Warner Brothers was higher than Disney. That's shocking. Like, but they're trying. They yeah. really are that? trying. Like, I, I don't know. Like, at the time, I mean, this, this was before Zaslav. So this would have been before he took over. So those numbers might look different now with all the projects he's canceled. But that's not even really where most of those numbers come from. That Those personnel numbers come from the people behind the scenes where they're doing the hiring. That's where you're seeing the most of the equity-based hiring policies and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. You see it in front of the camera, but those the amount of jobs in front of the camera pale in comparison to, to how many people on. it takes behind Who's the scenes making these choices yeah you know who's who's approving yeah. projects that yeah. come out but pour one out for the 41 missing lgbtq characters where did who, they go uh, i don't know ask david zasloff because i think he's responsible for all 41 of them it's pretty funny they get so mad every time an lgbt character dies in a show yeah. or even just quits fridging the, you're the, fridging the, the you're role, fridging like, the gay characters you're fridging them yeah. imagine if you created a gay character and you made people care about them so much that their death meant something <laughs> exactly. well, that they and, didn't just cancel that you actually created a character that people cared about and that's what i'm talking about back in those shows back in the day anything could happen to any character because you knew that there wasn't plot armor that was going to be attached to a character due to social social inequity you're the yeah. man so it's so it one part of this report that uh stuck out to me is titled representation in kids and family programming it said it's more important than ever to have content made for kids and families that depict the lgbtq community in a positive and empowering way this year due to the plethora of excellent kids and family programming glad expanded its media awards categories into live action and animated section to highlight the wealth of positive lgbtq representation for younger ages and they just went into a long list of shows that are and movies that are hosted for kids on the biggest mainstream platforms disney channel disney plus netflix um they they pointed out the ghost and molly mcgee on disney channel eureka um, Wait, not not the original Eureka. Better not be what I'm talking. They're not talking about the says, 2006 sci-fi masterpiece. No, Eureka. no, 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 no. This is on okay. Disney Junior, and Woo! it's for literal toddlers. And okay. it says it includes the titular role's non-binary classmate Sasha. Um, <laughs> Who? What was the one with the non-binary bison recently? There, yeah, there was. <laughs> I saw that. that? Yeah. Non-binary bison. That's one uh... <laughs> show hosted for for preschoolers on Netflix with a literal baby bison that identified as non-binary. There's got to be at least one farmer out there who's got a sense of humor um, who can who can make his. Another bison one was called Dino Ranch and included a plot where the cast bands together to help two male dinosaurs adopt an egg. That's called kidnapping. <laughs> Um, they also mentioned the Owl House, Marvel's Moon Girl, and Devil Dinosaur on oh, Disney boy. Plus. 
all of these different programs, but this is just an aggregated list that they made as a parent's guide for conservative parents for all the things oh, that you boy. should be avoiding showing your children. <laughs> needs so to make thank a, you for doing everyone a favor. Somebody needs Glad. to make like a skit where they're like, they have like the list in front of them. They try to change the channel and they just can't, they eventually just have to turn the TV off because it's on every channel. So they're just like, <laughs> duh, duh, nope, nope, nope. Like, and it just doesn't work because they can't do, they can't get through any of it. And if you don't believe for a second, guys, that this isn't a hilariously divisive topic, this is my other favorite thing here. It says, do better. Internet blasts the BAFTA awards for uh. defending older white women as diversity. So not even old white women are allowed to be diverse anymore. You're you're now part of the patriarchy. I love ladies. when they say do better. Do better. Um, mm. I also just found out last night that the British Diversity Awards happened. Amazing. Uh, that's a real thing. Amazing. It was it was happening yesterday. I bet you that's a fun group of people to hang out with. Oh boy. Yeah. I bet you that's a fun group. I of only people found to hang out with. actually because I was like going into a rabbit hole of Google searches about Great British Baking Show lore, <laughs> and uh, they, as one does. Yeah, they recently um, kicked off one of the hosts to replace him with a host who is a black woman, and then I looked at their subreddit and. Uh, it was just deleted, 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 deleted. Like the mods had deleted every comment that said this was a bad choice. Yep. And uh, then I saw that she was presented with a, an award at the British Diversity Awards. So that's a thing. Maybe Dylan Mulvaney will go next year. He can probably think, pretend to be British. So we remember <laughs> we remember that group photo from the BAFTAs that was yeah. it's just all white people oh, and one black woman in the photo. One. We got a $20 one from Cody McKelvey Thank for $20 you. with no message. You can leave a message if you Canadian want. Canadian dollars. For, as well, if so. you want to say something to us, you can say something to us. That might not have even been twenty dollars because I don't know if Canadian <gasps> translates. But anyway, um, that damn inflation, Canadian <laughs> currency. This is Trudeau's fault. That one black person in the BAFTAs group photo yeah. is the new British Bake Off host. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we talked it's about that about this. one woman. It was, like, it was this. It was like it was basically like a panoramic photo of the whole group, and everyone criticized it because it was uh, it was like an all white group of people, and they're like BAFTA is so white. I'm like, well, it's Britain. What do you want to do? Like, it's like what it was do you their, expect? It was their award shows or whatever, and there was like one person in there. So that person got that job as like the yeah. the yeah of course. So That's... they were they were mad because all of the the best actress nominations were women, and I'm just over here like they still have men and women's acting categories. That's crazy. Shocking. Normally they get. <laughs> rid of that now too because they want everything to be one homogenous borg of nothingness full of just sadness and jamie lee curtis said yes. that uh the, the the pronouns of her oscar, oscar. are they them Ugh, so <laughs> like like when you really think about it we're a very highly unserious people in the world like it, it is really like i made the everyone's joke, laughing at us i made the yeah. joke the other week as like you remember that fisher spooner song we need a war but it's it really is like we have it so good here in the West that we just don't have anything to complain about. So, oh, yeah. we got a $20 one from Yeah But Trump. <laughs> yeah But Trump said, Brett, you're very intelligent, but I'm gonna super chat this for Mary because not saying you aren't beautiful, but Mary has a beautiful mind. Well, that was a, a good compliment for everyone involved. All Thank right. you for including me in that. Even Thanks. though the, the compliment was for Mary. We're just both geniuses. Well, that's yeah, that's uh, that's that's what it is, Mary. I just okay. I just I skipped going to Harvard or then going to MIT so that I could do pop culture crisis. That's what it was. Yeah, I personally <laughs> I turned down law school. For no, for me it's like most of the time, ha like when we're doing the show, I'm like I swear I'm actually better spoken when I type. Like I'm actually bet like I tweet better than I speak. 
Hmm. Right. Like I can articulate my thoughts better when I'm talking. Most of the time, my brain's having a hard time catching up with my running mouth. <laughs> yeah. Runs forever. That. So like, look, guys, we're in a time now where they're they're trying to keep track of everything by numbers for stuff like this. And I just find that creepy. Like I find the the doing it by like an actual percentage point and then pretending as if there is an actual right answer, because if you ask them, OK, what is the right number of characters? What is the right percentage of characters? They'll never give you an answer. They'll just say there's more work to do. Well, and the, and the thing about it is just that honestly, all of this is being perpetuated by older white women who are leftists. So awfuls. Uh, yeah, this is uh, pretty self-defeating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the way therapists do business is they'll never want you to get better. That would mean they're out of a job. There's also mm -hmm. that weird obsession with therapy now that I think Hollywood plays a big part of. Like they've they've like they've romanticized therapy. They've also like, told a lot of men that in order to become dateable to the average woman, they have to go to therapy, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a weird The women who say alive. that, by the way, like the most toxic men. That was a 90s thing where they were telling men that men need to be more in touch with their feelings and become more feminine. And you got it, ladies. That, yeah. That's what's going on right now. And, you got and we're it. not liking this. A whole generation <laughs> of soy boys. It, it you really is. It. it really is like a whole generation of, of people where I've had to explain like that television and movies and everything put this into people's heads very early on and discouraged any form of masculine character mm -hmm. in most of these television shows. Or oddly enough, they would be masculine, but then also be um, very in touch with their feelings in a way that if you were being honest about the character made no sense like a lot of times they're like they're they're prone to heroic behavior but are also very forthcoming with their emotions in situations where it just wouldn't make any sense are you a conspiracy theorist like i am do you think that like a generation of messaging about men becoming more feminine uh and more in touch with their feelings and less aggressive and less masculine uh was done intentionally so that a generation of men would step aside for radical feminist females to enter the workplace and culture and make changes like this. I used to be one of those people that would say like, look, look, I don't buy that most of like, the, the argument is usually made with the government. They're like, they're, you know why conspiracy theories are hard to swallow because the federal government is extremely inefficient mm -hmm. and doesn't do things very well anyways. If you've ever been to a DMV, you have a hard time buying that they can orchestrate anything well at all. Granted, that's your state government, but to imagine that it's not, at, le at the very least, if it's not planned, it's because the industry encourages a certain type of ideologically inclined person to join. So maybe they aren't in a circular table around perpetually burning flames saying we are going to destroy the West with feminism so that women can have mid-level marketing jobs. It's definitely like, social engineering, though. Yes. It's definitely intentional. I, I, I think that it's more a case of people with like-minded ideas converging in the same industries rather than one plan by... like. I don't buy George Soros is there being like, I am going to destroy the West. I believe that a lot of people who were bullied in high school became feminists or became uh, soy boy men ended up working in entertainment. But look at what we're doing now. We're reading articles about groups of people yeah. who are actually calculating the number of uh, LGBTQ people in entertainment. Well, now They're I believe it's, it's, it's incentivized financially through tax benefits. And for these people, organizations like this, which are like nonprofits, it's through 
uh, raising funds, mm -hmm. right? So I believe it's incentivized now. In the 90s, I think it's more likely that a lot of people with the same ideological beliefs came together and this is what transpired. Whether that was a plan, I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like imagine your job title being like, I'm the senior entertainment sector analyst for this NGO called GLAAD and I profit off of being a professional scorekeeper. That was a that was a George Carlin bit where he talks about he goes he goes conspiracies don't need to exist where like-minded people where like-minded ideas converge. Meaning right. they go to the same country clubs, they all golf on the same golf courses, they're in the same clubs because they all went to the same universities. Most of these people working in entertainment are the same way. Mm -hmm. It's just on a smaller scale. There was a $20 one there, Mary. Oh, uh, Steve Ryman said, with regard to women saying they wanted sensitive men, my grandfather told me, if you don't give a woman what she wants, she'll be unhappy. Give her what she wants and she'll be effing miserable. <laughs> and then we got another one from Yeah But Trump. He said, I have followed Timcast from the start, but this is my first episode of Pop Culture Crisis. Gotta say I'm not disappointed. Kudos for reality. Excellent. Cheers. Thanks like, for uh, being here. Now tweet Elon and tell him we need Elon on. Elon, uh, we need Elon on someday. Just for the lulls. Yes. We'll get there. Well, no, so I'm saying like the idea is like he wouldn't want, like he could do all the big podcasts, but Elon's such a troll that he'd have more fun going on a smaller one just for the lulls. Like you I'm, would, I'm saying yeah. we can do it. We, we can, can definitely do it. do it. I think it's super chat right, time. Let's do it. Alex making beds and writing novel on the side said name. just finished local pub quiz. <laughs> Second okay, crisis thank party. You. <laughs> it is uh, there's a threshold it needs. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're just holding. Hold please. Carter in a well. I love that. Carter in a well. I, I love that. That is the first time you've been included in the voice. It is, is it weird hearing your own voice? It was like, said the first time when yeah. I heard myself ask, can you scream crisis part? You're like, like, am I imagining it? Did I just say that? And I don't remember it. Yeah. yeah. Just finished local pub quiz. They asked for the director of the whale and our team failed. If only there was a podcast that spoke of these things. Darren Aronofsky, right? Yeah. I yeah. I Aronofsky remember did. that he had the, yeah. the weird last name. Yesh said, not mad you want Astro Boy boots, just disappointed. <laughs> they're, they're very mad at you for wanting those <laughs> ridiculous boots. Look, those boots peaked when Seth Rollins gave the dude the curb stomp with the, the big... Have you seen the big Astro Boy boots with the no. big red boots? They're these ridiculous... They look like car like a cartoon yeah. style. But they're, they're huge and ridiculous, and Mary wants a pair. I don't know how they would... I'm not get... normally a hype beast. Yeah. I just love the boots. <laughs> Wayward Soul said Jimmy Page kidnapped a 14-year-old, uh, I guess that's a typo, slave? Uh, and, and MFs love Zepp. I'm assuming he means Led Zeppelin. I um, am assuming that as well. Yeah, like... Uh, Is this true? I don't know if that's if that's necessarily true. That's another thing about like music from that time period and the bad behavior is it's it's less about fact and it becomes more about legend and you yeah. can't... Con if you can't confirm it, it's like the... Every kid in my generation grew up with the story that Marilyn Manson had a rib removed. There was no internet to spread that rumor, but everyone heard that rumor that Marilyn Manson had a rib removed so that he could go down on himself. Everyone heard that. <laughs> but no, it wasn't. It wasn't true. It wasn't true. But I'm saying, but like back then, there was no facts. It was just 
hearsay and in, in secondhand. But then we got to the internet and Evan Rachel Wood was like Marilyn Manson, da 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 da, and then we all believed it. So has anything really changed? No, but, but I'm saying, but like now stuff is reported as fact when back then you just heard it secondhand from you knew a guy who knew a guy who heard from a guy <laughs> and you heard it in front of the lockers before third period. Now just by reading it via text makes it feel more real to you. Like I uh, followed a guy who retweeted a guy exactly. who <laughs> exactly retweeted another guy. Yeah. Steve Ryman, uh, or no, I'm sorry, Sketch Therapy said, EVS, I put your live interview with me at the top of my channel so you can tell the real me from fake accounts. If people trolling, if people trolling you, it ain't me. Okay. Good okay. to know, Sketch. Thanks. Thanks for clearing that up. And then we got two from Corn Pop. Sent some. Three? Uh, we got four from Corn Pop in a row. Well, for, yeah. from Corn Pop and yeah. not Corn Pop. So uh, the question is like, which one is the the more handsome of the corn? He's pops? just feeling corn a lot of different emotions yeah. and is sending many emojis to express them. Yeah. Cryptic Comics said, "Don't miss the Jack Show tonight." Hail Comics Gate. So what is uh, what do you got planned next for like uh, is fulfillment going to be the main focus right now for the longest for a long period of time? Yeah, with that much work. Yeah, fulfillment is the, for Rec Planet is the main thing. Cyberfrog Dark Harvest is up on Indiegogo right now. It's basically the follow up to Rec Planet, and then July fourth we're launching Cyberfrog Three Red Extermination, awesome. uh, which is going to be bananas. It's going to be amazing. How long is the process for uh, for getting through something like that? Like from then to fulfillment, just a lot. Uh, it takes a long time because you've got to promote the project. Yeah. You've got to draw and write the book. It's got to be colored and everything. It could take a, a couple of years sometimes yeah. to produce a book. This is 73 pages. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but the important thing is that uh, it stay in print. It always looked beautiful. We want our comic books to look like um, like the Ferrari of comics, yeah. you know? Yep. I like Marvel how sparkly it is. Yep. Yeah. Looks like it got rained on. It does almost. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And you have a very detailed art style. Yeah, I want yeah. you to read the books. Yeah. If you guys read comics, please do read Rack Planet and tell me what you think. Not Corn Pop uh, sent us a poop emoji. Thanks. Well, thank you. That's not very nice. The Almighty Truffles said he DM'd me on Discord and said, it's done, Brett. Uh, okay, the book is done. So, uh, look, I, I thought he said that it was in pre-production. I'm going to go back to that. Oh, Ooh, I have this one here. Also, okay. guys, there is Pop Culture Crisis merch up there. Uh, we, we promoted it yesterday, but there is new stuff on there. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go through this here real quick. So he, he said that so this is the 13-page preview. He said that the oh, book We got one from Yeah, done. But Trump. He said he didn't have one rib removed. It was two. You misheard it from <laughs> me first. <laughs> See? I had Confirmed. it wrong. I had it wrong. So he's saying that Silence Do Good is done. So, guys... Guys, it is up there on Amazon. He was like, we were talking about it on Discord last night, and I thought that would have been a great thing to talk about today, given that that's somebody working on a graphic novel. Yeah, with someone that's uh, And you had been posting recently about, like, you want more people to be promoting other people in Comicsgate, to promote the books, to, to talk and about let me, the books. And let me just say, yeah. everybody go to comicsgate.org yep. right now uh, and bookmark it. Uh, that's a great place to find uh, Comicsgate. Uh, comic books, independent comic projects and things from uh, people who are trying to work outside of the mainstream. Okay. And then in the chat, Olivia Claire says it is in pre-production. He said July, right? See, so there's all these details about it right now, but you can go and pre-order it. Okay. You can go buy it on Amazon. So go check it out, guys. Like I just wanted that because he was uh, he was in the Discord last night. I'm having a lot is of fun. Is it done or not? I'm having fun stalking the Discord as somebody who hasn't <laughs> used Discord in several years. Like I don't even have access to my old one because I don't have access to that email. But like now that I'm like back like with the Timcast Discord, I'm just like reading all these conversations and I feel like uh, I'm staring through a window at a bunch of people 
talking to each other. I'm going to come clean. Uh, I'm not a TimCast member. <laughs> I guess I would need to become one. Uh, uh, Andrew, Andrew can help you. Oh, okay. He, he, he's yeah. got the... He got the hookup. The hookup for the Discord. Let's do one more, and then we will move on. Okay. Noah Sanders said, Jack Conti, a pretty good musician, scary pockets, and pomplamoose, but a horrible person and businessman. Jack needs to leave the CEO position, in my opinion. Uh, I like Pomplamoose. If that's the one who covered the LaRue song, Bulletproof, then that's, uh, if that's oh, what no. I'm thinking of, then yes, I love that song. But uh, uh, most artists, like a lot of things, like you have to kind of understand, like when, when you cover a lot of the stuff that we cover, people are like, yeah, well, this person's a horrible person. I'm like, look, if we were to not watch anything in Hollywood, because it's part of our job, like you review movies, if we were to review stuff that didn't have any horrible people in it, we wouldn't review anything and we wouldn't talk about anything because there's horrible people anything, yeah. because there's going to be horrible people in all of these industries. Look, it's it it draws to a certain type of personality, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right, guys, we're going to move on and we're going to ruin your day thoroughly with this fantastic picture that I'm about to show you. Do you guys remember Velma? It was the show that broke me. Uh, me, who is the positive one on this podcast most of the time when we review things, very frequently felt like I was losing it uh, in sadness and despair watching this absolute trash show that had not an ounce of sincerity or goodwill behind it. Well, the creator of that is being honored. It was honored at the White House. Look at that fantastic photo. Looks like it was made by AI. It does. He really doesn't does. look. He doesn't look real. Uncanny, there, ladies honestly. and gentlemen. He does not look real. There. Um, Mindy Kaling. I guess Biden was just a huge fan of Mindy Kaling's uh, amazing Scooby-Doo spinoff show. Or it's uh, maybe maybe he just really loved The Office, and he just like had to like find a reason to get her here, so Ugh. he pretended to like Velma. That would be my hope. They just invited a bunch of cringy celebrities to the White House all at once because, uh, you know, they really have their finger on the pulse of the culture. This was right? the day after the Ted Lasso stuff. Yeah, uh, they invited a lot of different celebrities. This is so why <laughs> this is why liberals always win because they they pander to these to, to low IQ people who pretend like uh, Mindy Kaling I'm not and sure. Jason Sudeikis are people that should be that should help inform you about your political decisions. I'm not sure who's falling for this. Honestly, um, people are no people are falling for this. That's the black pill here. People are absolutely falling. For I, this. I I just don't see it. Like Velma didn't appeal to normal people. That show was for weirdos like Mindy Kaling and hate watchers. That's all that was for. It it didn't appeal to anyone who is actually in like the Democrat voter base, other than screenwriters, and then. She just posts this like overly sentimental, precious <laughs> caption on Instagram. She received the National Endowment of the Arts Medal uh, straight from Biden, who has no idea who she is or where he is. I can or, tell he's a big fan. Or what that medal means, actually. I, I, I'm guessing that he doesn't. Um, they, they probably just handed it to him. She's also looking really skinny, so... She's looking fantastic. Congrats, I will give her that. Congrats to her on the Ozempic. Hey, we don't know that. Like, look, look, that may be, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna skinny she, shame. She had looks, four ribs removed. She looks like, yeah, she got, like, three ribs removed or something. She's, like, not on my watch, She's at Marilyn least, Manson. like, a size four now. So. Understand, I mean, all this means is nobody's watching the show. The show is going to get canceled eventually, but right now it's on the air just to say, look what we can do. Yeah. A-holes. Uh, yeah. Excuse my language. Look at what we can do to the things that you grew up with. Look at yeah. what we can do to the culture. We can defile it, and we will give rewards. We'll give awards 
important awards uh, to the people who were doing it. And then we're just going to laugh in your face. I, I mentioned, I've mentioned this before in the podcast. Like, for me, like, this is not something heavily political. But what I always thought was weird is, like, as somebody who, growing up, didn't really think of politics and pop culture as things that overlapped, it was during the Obama administration that I started noticing, I'm like, why is he doing so many media appearances? Why is he on late night TV all the time? Doesn't he have stuff to do? Interesting right? question. Well, it's because politics is show business for ugly people. Yes, absolutely. And show business is just apparently politics for pretty people. It's, it's true. And, wow. uh, the, and everyone just needs to kind of correct course and go where they originally wanted to go. It's weird for this because like, I just can't imagine, like you said, I do believe that there are people that like that show. I do believe that there's stupid people that like that show that don't understand the culture war or what's going on right now that just see it as the same type of... You think there human. are people who like Velma? You I, really I, do? I, be I believe there's at least there's three of them. Nothing. I believe I mean, there's at least three or three. four people, three or four people who like it, who they don't understand... They need to go to therapy. Who, do, who don't <laughs> understand the cultural implications of this, who just think of it as the same crude humor that used to exist on Adult Swim back in the day, not understanding that we are at a, a state in our culture right now that's far different than it was in the early 2000s. I don't know. I think it's a hate, a hateful show. Uh, I, no, it I is. Think it's it absolutely just, hateful. Uh, it, it really, uh, it hates its audience. It hates you. It hates, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo, it even hates. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, I, I seriously, I think that the cynics, cynicism in um, pop culture really has never shined uh, the way that it's shining right now uh, with something like this. And to see her getting a medal, is this medal for Velma? What is the medal no, for? No, the medal is for Mindy Kaling for her co contributions to the arts. Which are what? Which are Velma and New Girl and and a crappy role in The Office two and decades ago. The Mindy Project. Uh, the, not New Girl, The Mindy I Project. Guess. Look, the, the other thing is, the, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I try to describe to people why I have such an affinity for older shows, it's exactly what you said. They don't feel hateful. They mm -hmm. can do shows that, that tell you the exact same storyline. Any post-apocalyptic show from the sci-fi channel in the early 2000s could be interchanged storyline-wise oftentimes with the modern-day dystopian shows. They just don't have a cynical approach to the world in the same way. The characters are made endearing. They're likable. They have flaws, but they're not done in a, it's not done in a socio-political manner. And nothing that's made today especially in genres like you said mary like sci-fi like genre television like fantasy things that where there's cultural territory to be gained none of that is done that way because it has to be done either cynically or with an eye for gaining traction in it's social in the socio-political sphere representation yeah. i mean representation is the is the most destructive thing to the arts yeah. uh, because you can't have a character you can't have a, an indian female character uh, that has any flaws whatsoever. It, it, you're saying well, it's representation. It has to represent all Indian females. Uh, and therefore, you do not want to insult them. Uh, actually, in, in that show, I would say it's the opposite. I would say that no Indian female would want to be represented the way that Velma's represented in that show. Well, Mindy Kaling yeah. does. Well, well, That's why she raised well, she's Velma. She's bad then. As a self-insert, which was obvious. I mean, I think it's... Uh, bizarre it's very jarring that we have the cynical hateful tone of velma contrasted with her yeah. you know overly precious love and light mentality about being invited to the white house you're literally getting rewarded for spreading more racial 
uh, and other, you know, social division in this country. Just the way they treat, and uh, what's his name in that show? Laughable. Fred. Fred. The way Fred's Fred is treated. Fred's a complete moron yeah. who doesn't that Fred is overwear. literally Hunter Biden. As they, <laughs> as they, as she twerks over, uh, over uh, Fred's dead mom's it's body. It's like laughable yeah. to me that Hateful. Mindy Kaling genuinely believes Joe Biden knows who she is or has watched or read anything she's ever done. She said, I'm still processing how to receive this news. Yesterday, I went with my family to receive the medal at the White House to hear the president speak about my parents, their journey to the U.S., my late mother's dreams for me, and the power of comedy to make people understand each other. Was almost too much to take in. But here's the thing. It didn't feel real. I was sitting next to Gladys Knight. I guess I just want to express my heartfelt gratitude to the POTUS account She's and just Kamala as fake as Harris. She's just as fake as he is. She knows that he doesn't know who she is. She knows that some staffer wrote that oh, for gosh. him. She just understands that she's playing her side of the game. Also, there's a $20 one. Oh, yeah, but Trump said, okay, I've been missing out. I'm going back. The Wait, what Tim, is this? Tim might be in danger. <laughs> Tim might be in danger of losing people to y'all. Fantastic show. <laughs> and as I said, I will go back and watch all of these. Great pairing. Didn't know y'all had guests too. Awesome work. Make sure you let Tim know that, that he's in danger of losing an audience <laughs> to us. <laughs> maybe he'll Maybe he'll do uh. better. Yeah, do better. <laughs> what do you think uh, Mindy Kalen's favorite Gladys Knight song is? Do you I, think she's ever listened to Gladys Knight in her life? Maybe. Uh, I, what do you, I, actually, I, the better question would be like, what does Mindy Kaling listen to when she's writing her hateful TV I shows? I actually didn't know. Like, what, do you, what do you think she is listens to? Is it Gladys to? Knight in the Midnight Train to Georgia? Is it any of that? I think, can you scream? <laughs> Thank you, guys. I think, that's too, I think that's too earnestly creative. I think she listens to dubstep. Dubstep. <laughs> I bet you she listens to dubstep while she's... She listens to Sam Smith. That's... Yes. There you go. There you go. She listens to Unholy while she's making making her horrible stuff. It's so mind-blowing that she feels more of an obligation to honor this award she got from the president than honor an audience that supports her work. Yep. You know, well, because the she audience... said, I promise to spend the rest of my life earning this medal because I don't feel like I've earned it yet. Meanwhile, when she th- just... She has vomits, earned it yet, so she's right. When, yeah, she, when she vomits this absolute shit show of a spinoff onto us, the public expected to consume it, then it's, you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it, bigot. Like, you feel more of an obligation to Joe Biden than to the people who literally pay for you to be celebrated like this? It's because all of these things are owned by prop by companies that are so massive that there's it's no... It's failing upward. They fail upward, but also there's no there's no repercussions for them, right? Like, And the other thing is we talk a lot about how in network TV, you had to worry about getting canceled all the time. Now, they get hired for one season. That one season gets made. They get paid no matter what. They don't have to worry about... Like in, in comics, theoretically, they should be worried that they're not going to get the next issue. They just canceled Tim Drake's Superman, right? Right? Like they, they yeah. should understand. They should treat each issue as if it's the last issue they might have, but they don't do that. It yeah. makes no sense. Makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. But just remember, you can fail upward and you can get an award. I bet you Victoria Alonzo will get an award later this week. When someone uh, this mediocre, not just mediocre, she's below that, 
uh, is astroturfed and artificially propped up like this. It's so disheartening because there are so many deserving creators uh, who don't feel any of this type of animosity to their viewers, and they they don't get shit. They gave an award to Julia Louise Dreyfus, which whatever you think of Veep, yeah, she was Seinfeld, there too. Seinfeld, Seinfeld was yeah. a was a, a cultural touchstone for our country. Mm-hmm. They just right? kind of like closed their eyes and threw darts at a dartboard and invited whoever whoever they hit. <laughs> I like that actually. That like Joe, they give Joe Biden a dartboard and then just they all have to get out of the way so he doesn't throw the well, dart I, at them. The Velma might Velma might have been created just for this moment. I mean, this could yeah. just be it. I, again, remember, it is all about. The culture war, it's all about just advancing, uh, you know, women and minorities and gays in the arts. Uh, and so Velma, probably it was an afterthought. It's, t- it's awful. It's terrible. Uh, just so that there could be this moment where Joe Biden was standing next to a creative, I think, Indian woman with a medal around her neck. Uh, it just so he looks super, you know, diverse. Very progressive. What oh, a guy. I, did say, I did say Tim Drake Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yes. I, I didn't call you out on yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. No, you should have. That, that, Tim Drake is Robin. Yes, and yes he, I know. Uh, yeah. Bisexual yeah. Robin. Yep. Canceled. Pretty sure Reese Witherspoon was there. Yeah. I don't know. What what is the meaning? Well, no, of uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen was there as well, uh, and everyone knows that he had his uh, his issue with uh, uh, Spotify listeners after what happened with Joe Rogan. Mm. I mean, did he really? Did he say take me off? He was gonna, yeah, I think I think he went back on it though. Oh. I think he ended up going back on it. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you for calling me out. I appreciate it, guys. That that is right. Uh, a lot of times, like I'll go back if it, like when I'm editing, and I'll be like I'll be like editing something that I'm saying. I'm like, what the hell was I saying? Like you know, <laughs> I you, do an overdub. Yeah. <laughs> well, also like when you're when you're like um, when you're listening to something of somebody else, you're like it's very easy. Like when you catch it, like when yeah. somebody else makes a mistake, but then like when you make it, like a lot of times it's like why? How the hell did I not catch that in the moment? Right. Like what, what you're saying. I have. A, I should make a. I should actually make a supercut of like times when I've said something like by accident. That'd be good. Sorry, I'm just losing my mind. Kind yeah. of looking at this comment section. Yeah. Like oh. I just. I want to live on the same plane of reality as other people, mm. and when I can't do that, yeah. um, it just makes me feel like I'm spiraling. Yeah. Like this one comment said, um, "Please don't spend the rest of your life feeling like you need to prove you deserve it." That attitude is what kills all of us black and brown women as we work harder than everybody else, way past the need to prove ourselves while so many mediocre white men cruise by at the top while living a life of recognition, leisure, and basic work. You have long well deserved this. It's literally the opposite. You are getting invited to the White House for being a mediocre POC woman. And you created mediocre or below that work. You're the one that's cruising by to the top and failing upwards. No matter what you do, you can't fail yeah. because of your identity and the the social cachet you carry by openly extending your vitriol to white men. Yeah. The mediocre white men who created Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah, like you're literally <laughs> working <laughs> off of the backs, backs of, of giants. Of giants yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and that is the that is the more annoying thing about it, right? Is they never pay actual homage to the original material because they see it as a stepping stone for them, and it would actually detract from them to act. They, they always pretend like they do. The press releases always say that they're going to pay certain homage to the original material, but they never actually do. Not putting Scooby Doo in it proves that you didn't actually care about the original. I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, to absolutely salute Mindy Kaling when she actually creates something worthwhile herself something new 
rather than ruining things that other people love. All of these uh, diverse uh, diversity hires, these people who are uh, in the media for being diverse and getting awards, create something new. Don't just ruin Star Wars. Yeah. You also get rings. so much more goodwill from people when you create something new. Like Absolutely. anytime you start from scratch and build a character from scratch, you could literally tell the same story. The story could be mediocre or bad and people will give you more leeway with a new story than they will if you uh, take over and appropriate an old one. It makes no, it actually 100%. does. It's what they're doing with the little mermaid. They're just, they're all they're doing is setting Halle Bailey back by saying like, you're going to be given sloppy seconds and now you're going to suffer. Nobody is going to rewatch that movie. That movie's going to come out. And whenever 20 years from now, if somebody says I'm watching the little mermaid, it's going to be the animated version. Yeah. None of this stuff matters. Uh, look yeah. at Annie. I mean, Annie, uh, you know, people are watching Little Orphan Annie, the movie. They're watching the one from 1982. <laughs> Nobody even remembers the one from like six or seven years ago where Annie was black. Did that, you know that they, they did an episode of the show Boston Legal, the, the pilot episode of the show Boston Legal, where a lady sues a theater for not allowing her daughter to play Annie because she was black. And they actually have, um, yeah, no, like, and, and they have um, uh, Jesse Jackson come in. And uh, it makes like an, a guest appearance to like wow. protest it and everything because in the show um, they've got uh, James Spader plays like the the liberal attorney and then they've got um, uh, so they've got a liberal attorney they've got one that's more conservative and they it's really interesting because in the show it's not portrayed that way and they talk about it as as, as if it's like the mom's like it's offensive that they wouldn't allow my daughter to be Annie because she's the best. Of the of the singers and they they actually point out in the court case says like well she's adopted so this could actually work and they win the case because <laughs> because it's like theoretically she doesn't have to be white because she's adopted by daddy warbucks right so yeah. it's uh it's actually really interesting and that was back in the early 2000s are you allowed like like if you're making annie if you're remaking annie now yes anything, shatner's in that show tacti platy Ta uh, william shatner plays the conservative attorney that's right that if show. you're if you're if you're making that now, like are you allowed to cast a little white girl with red hair are you allowed to? well not a redhead no you're not allowed to do that anymore i mean like yeah. think about just the optics well, of that in 2023 we've got one from yeah but trump <laughs> he said almost all these actors and musicians are being sold illusions of grandeur. Some succeed like the Beach Boys, Motley Crue, the Beatles, the rest are compost. Yeah, uh, I mean, for most of it now, there's so much infrastructure built in Hollywood that you don't have to actually be good at it. Like, you don't have to build your name the way they used to have to, right? Like, those celebrities, they're the celebrity of today, the, the high-level high actor of today, Tom Cruise is a movie star. Most of the rest of them, uh, exist off the backs of Marvel properties, exist, exist off the backs of the character of Batman, exist off the backs of the character of Superman. They don't, I mean, actually I'd say Henry Cavill has kind of proven himself to be more of a, a movie star, I guess, but he's, uh, he's endeared himself to the audience in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Most of these actors don't have the gravitas or the spectacle in the way that a Tom Cruise does. What about Cumberbatch? He's still, a, still riding off the Marvel. No, because he was name. Sherlock before. Sherlock he was, was where yeah. he made he was, his bones. Yeah. yeah, he made his bones. That's what Sherlock. I know him from, but I didn't know if that was the case for. No, I would say else. he's a rare example of Marvel co-opting a bigger name. Uh, uh, well, that's uh, yeah. what they're. That, that's yeah. what they do now. They either get a total nobody or they get like yeah. a very established person. Yeah. You know what's interesting? The Beach Boys just got mentioned there. 
They'd be a counterexample because I, I think they, they started out by copying, by swiping Chuck Berry songs and rewriting surfing, surfing lyrics so that Chuck Berry was black. Yeah. So then you got white kids stealing from black people, which is what rock and roll was in the late 50s, early 60s, but then progressing beyond that and creating pet sounds eventually, which is a work of art in and of itself that nobody understood at the time. And boy, I'd really like to see that. I'd like to see people kind of expanding beyond this idea of, uh, of uh, standing on a giants, the shoulders of giants, and just staying there. Like, take yeah. a leap off and take a chance and make something of your own. Mm -hmm. That'd be like Brian Wilson did. Magnificent. They'll have to understand. I think a lot of them just don't understand that they can do it. It's just going to be more work. Like, it's it's more work for them. And it's they don't scary. Wanna, That's it's what scary. art is. It's scary. Yeah. You've got to take a chance and actually try to create something new. And it might fail. Uh, Busta Cap says Robert Downey Jr. is not a big name, Brett. No, he is a big name, but he was also not the celebrity he was when Marvel started. He, no. was, he was rebuilding his image at that time because he was coming off of a bunch of different scandals. And those big was, names, whether you talk Chris Evans, whether you talk uh, Chris Hemsworth, I still would contend that as big as those actors are, the character of Captain America and the character of Thor are bigger than they are. I do but they also that. capture people like Natalie Portman, Angelina Jolie, yeah. actual. I mean, is Natalie Portman relevant they've, these they've days? They've got Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> they've got all of these established names. Now, now. To like, well, who's a big movie star right now? I mean, you know, we don't have, it's not like it's the 1940s. It's Tom Cruise and that's it. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Yep. You know what I mean? And they, have they been in Marvel movies yet? Brad Pitt has not. But Like Brad Pitt did Bullet Train and he he's the one who drew people to Bullet Train. But Bullet Train was a good movie all on its own. Right, but people didn't watch. Uh, what was the other one? He was in Babylon. Yeah, nobody cared. Well, that was nobody like, cared about Babylon, but they liked Bullet Train. So it yeah. wasn't really Brad Pitt that was the draw, was it? I don't you know. No, it was I, the I don't fact know. Fact that it was, was a fun movie and Babylon didn't draw people's attention. I think I think Bullet Train gets made because they're able to attach somebody with Brad Pitt's name to it. I think a movie. Well, they like attached that Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and a ton of other people's yeah. names too. But I'm saying they get movie, theater releases so. for that for that reason. I think a lot of those movies end up going to stream like not not Babylon. Babylon is pure art, not yeah. uh, narcissism. Like they have to make it cuz they think they're so great for making it. But Bullet Train I think ends up on streaming if you don't get a big enough actor to play the lead. If Taron Edgerton plays the lead in that, it ends up on stream. Well, that is true. Like every Marvel movie, the characters are way bigger than the uh, the actors that are in it. I mean, I, exactly. Where's Leo yeah. DiCaprio? Like, would he ever be in a Marvel movie? I, I don't know. He actually advises no, against it. He, he tells wouldn't. actors not to. Oh, God bless Leo. Uh, there's like a twenty dollar one right there. Oh, uh, Noah Sanders said, EVS, you're wrong about Annie. The 1999 version with Kathy Bates, Alan Cumming, and Kirsten Chenoweth is hands down the best version of the story. And Brett, thanks for bringing me in for Collins the other night. Uh, that would not be me. That is a different Brett. There are two Bretts that yeah, work here. Uh, so guy. I'm not taking credit for that. Different that that was not me. I got a couple of messages with people like, thanks. I'm like, you're thanking me for nothing, man. Like, <laughs> like oh, wrong, yeah, hey, man. You got hey, the man. wrong Brett. Yeah, wrong Brett. It, it, it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. Like, look, a lot of those actors, like Batman is, is another example like michael keaton if you remember didn't want to play batman at the time because superhero movies were looked down nobody upon wanted him to the, play batman in the 80s right yeah. like but as they move on now batman is a role in which people aspire to take and when and when ben affleck got cast they said don't go online don't look on social media because it's going to cause a firestorm of hatred one way or the other either positive or negative and these characters are being played now by actors who are either 
less important than they are, but that's why James Gunn likes to take characters that are lesser known. That's why he used the characters he used in the, in the Suicide Squad movie that he made or the characters he used in the Guardians of the Galaxy because they have less social capital than the, to the normies than a Captain America who everyone's heard of even if they've never read a comic book in their entire life, right? And that's why they're having such a hard time now is they don't have uh, the built-in, they don't have the built-in name recognition of those characters to rebuild and no one's gonna, everyone... Nobody wants to see Anthony Mackie play Captain America. They don't. No. They don't. So there's no reason to do that. But it's going to keep happening. It's the, because there aren't really movie stars. I'd say Keanu Reeves is still a movie star. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even then, like, Robert Downey Jr. Okay, he mentioned Robert Downey Jr. earlier. As soon as he was done with Marvel movies, he went and did Doolittle, and Doolittle bombed. Nobody mm. went to see Doolittle. So is it necessarily that he's a movie star or is that he was just so perfectly cast for that role that a lot of people or will never see anybody else playing it? Was Doolittle just a bad movie? I it, mean, look, Robert Downey Jr. has been in great movies. I love his Sherlock. I love his Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes actually. was great. Yeah. Chaplin. Go back yeah. to the 90s and watch him as Charlie Chaplin. That movie is still watchable now. And, and he was great. You know, it's just that everybody gets in bad movies every now and then. I think he's a movie star. Mm -hmm. I do. He's uh, but I but now and, and you could make the argument that at the time he was probably bigger than Iron Man, who Iron Man to normal to normies now is a huge deal. But back then, he, people didn't even know who he was. They didn't know Iron so, Man. yeah. And Marvel had to make their bones on lesser known properties because they sold off the X Men, they sold off Spider Man. They're leasing Spider Man for God's sakes. They they're, they they've leased Spider Man like a car because Sony will never get rid of him. Now. But they have the X Men, right? Do they have? They the have them now, back? yeah, because they because okay. they because they re they purchased 20th Century Fox. So they were able to, they literally spent billions of dollars just to get those characters back. Right. Uh, and Smart. then bought a bunch of other ones that nobody's, like a bunch of other like Fox movies that they turned to 20th Century Studios because they saw Fox and they're like, we can't have Disney associated <laughs> with Fox at all because they might think we're Tucker Carlson or something. Uh, and, and now they make a bunch of like, a lot of their B-list movies end up going for through 20th Century and Searchlight. So mm. it is what it is. Look, nobody cares about Mindy Kaling and nobody wants to see, look, I'm gonna actually, you know what? I'm gonna make people look at the picture one more time. They have to look at the picture one more time. Mm. This, is, this is the state of a, just remember, Putin and, and Xi Jinping were like shaking hands while this was going on. What are yeah. we being distracted what a with? Clown this was show. on Biden's docket in the morning. He uh, he woke up to uh, his glass of water and his pills and See, his breakfast in bed. I really do believe I'm with Sticks Hexenhammer. Like whoever the president is in a bipartisan campaign, given that we refuse to like give anyone the job that's not senile and geriatric other than Barack Obama. Like, I hope they give them the super drugs. I hope the CIA shows up day one of the presidency and says, like, here are your super amphetamines to get you through that's, the day. I think that's why she created Velma. She was harvesting the adrenochrome from all that of the could people be highly distressed while watching it. That could be it. All right, Mary, we got some super chats there. Bad Adam 12 said, hey, guys, great guest today. Ethan, eat a mint. I can smell your breath from here. <gasps> Brett, Mary, don't get mad. He's used to the abuse. I'm just effing with Ethan, cyber frog forever. There you go. Thanks. So mean. Very much. And then Corn Pop. We've got more emojis from And then Corn, Corn Pop, Pop pointed up as if to say Bad Adam 12 was either right or wrong. I have no idea which one he's, oh, if no. he's confirming or denying. My breath is like minty fries. Minty Don't fresh. you worry. <laughs> James Ornthal once said, I'm currently re-watching Dream. Is that? I don't know what that is. Dream I've never seen season it. season three. David Simons, a master at characterizing inanimates, 
cities and trusts the intelligence of the audience. And that's another thing that's been lost in movies and television. I, I actually say that this goes back to like when network television started putting flashbacks in the middle of the scene where it's like a flashback to earlier in the episode because they literally think you're so stupid you don't remember something that happened 18 minutes ago before the first commercial Not just break. that, but there needs to be really big text on the screen that yeah. says... 20 minutes ago or well, no, like 20 the, years ago. In the, in the CSIs, it's like additive dissolve and then it flashes back and it's black and white and they show it in a lower frame rate because not only is it a flashback, it's a foggy memory. So yeah, they, they use these visual cues that literally show that they had no faith whatsoever in anybody watching their stuff. So right. And I think it just shows you how little Hollywood well, thinks of people. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't. I mean, the audiences these days aren't that intelligent. When I, I, I disagree. I think they don't give... Uh, I think that there's uh, an audience of people that do want good content. That there do is, want yes. The, I'm just the, saying, I the, mean, most times when the audience doesn't understand that there's a flashback or some um, complexity to a show, like, but it's I something like that it. an unintelligent person doesn't actually pick up on or care about, so it doesn't really matter. You don't need to make it explicit. I actually like it when I miss something. Like if, if somebody, if, if I'm like that didn't make any sense, can somebody explain to me what? And they explain to me that something happened earlier in an episode, and I don't, and I didn't catch it. I actually like it because then I'm like, all the they didn't insult my intelligence. They're just trying to prove to you that we've got our bases covered. We did set this and establish this yes, thing up. Exactly. But on the other hand, I mean that is kind of a cheat. Uh, and I think shows that are intelligent, I mean, shows like, uh, like we could say Seinfeld, you know, for example, do attract large audiences. Uh, lowest common denominator stuff can also, but uh, I think it doesn't, I think it pays to, to believe in the intelligence of your audience. I agree. Kaleidoscope? Was that the one that... That, that was the one that you could you watch, watch in, it in any order. order? I got through two episodes and it was just, it didn't interest me. It was boring. They know that everyone's mm -hmm. going to watch it in an order anyway. Yep. Yeah, but Trump, oh, we got a peach and a rainbow from Corn Pop. I don't know what any of these symbols mean. Um, <laughs> John Delarose. Uh, John Delarose said hello to my good friend Ethan Van Skyver. Ah, hello, John. How hello, you doing? John. He said he saw, uh, I saw on your Instagram or your Twitter last night that you saw Copeland live. Copeland's a, a Christian rock band, right? I've never heard believe, of that. I believe they are. Band. Yep. Uh, yeah, but Trump said, wait, where are the chickens? Wait, uh, we don't have the chickens up here. That would be a health risk if we had chickens up here. That would be disgusting. We can show you the chickens afterwards. Saw you them. saw the chickens. The chickens yeah. are in the yard, yeah. Yep. Yes, yep. they're outside where they belong. Corn Pop sent a sleeping emoji and a microphone emoji. All right, let's hold off on the rest and we we're will come gonna back. We're just going to crack the code eventually. Yep. All right, we're coming back. All right, guys, we got... Uh, <laughs> uh, as if Velma wasn't bad enough, we can go back into more to talk about scripts and everything going on. The Writers Guild of America says yes to scripts penned by artificial intelligence, which is funny, guys, because I've been talking a lot lately about ChatGBT. I've been like referencing ChatGBT during the show and like asking it questions and stuff. It's, it's a hilarious this is thing like to- what's going to burst the academia bubble. In a, it could For be, real. in a way, like a lot of people were saying like, how are they even going to be able to give tests anymore? When kids are going to be or able we'll to return just... to handwritten, but yeah. other than yep. that, it's kind of over, and now it's over for Hollywood writers yep. because they can easily be replaced. And they're working through a like they're trying to get out of a writer strike right now, right? Like they they keep threatening writer strike in Hollywood. So it says the Writers Guild of America has given thumbs up to artificial intelligence pending scripts, so long as the writers keep their credit and residuals. What kind of union is this? The what Writers Guild, uh, the yeah. one that the one that's responsible for the 2007 writer strike, what, which what gave sad us excuse which. 
gave us reunion the, is this? Which gave us the fantastic masterpiece Transformers 2 Revenge of the Fallen, which no one likes but me. <laughs> Nobody in the world likes but me because it makes no sense, and my brain huh. loves things that don't make any sense. Uh, it says, well, the WGA has proposed certain regulations on the use of AI to pen scripts. The union has not proposed an outright ban on AI and will allow the use of certain programs like ChatGPT to help write a script per variety. So imagine you're like, you're writing your script and you're like, uh, this character does this. And then you, what do you do? You go to the program and you start asking it questions like, what would a character, given these parameters, what would it do next? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you do that? Like, there's already script writing programs, right? Like Final Draft uh, that help you like figure out how to write your script. And then you could start asking the questions like, well, if they were to say no, AI is not allowed to do something like this without credit, would they be able to like do the same thing for like your spell check? Like if you can't spell properly and you can't even articulate a thought, but you can write a script, do you have to give spell check or whoever created spell check part of your credit for helping you write? <laughs> I don't know. That's different, though. Who wants to watch this? If you knew that a script was written by AI, oh, you'll you... never know. They'll never, they'll never, they're never going to publicize this. Can you? Yes, you can't. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You can't possibly make uh, Chat GPT woke enough no. to replace the screenwriters we have now. What we need is somebody to go in and hack Chat GPT and make it unwoke. Is that even possible? I'm kind of confused With Dan? by this though, because it looks like the Writers Guild response is not giving the thumbs up to it. It says that um, plagiarism is yeah. a feature of the AI process. They yeah. said uh, that the proposal to regulate the use of material produced using artificial intelligence or similar technologies ensures companies can't use AI to undermine writers' working standards, including compensation, residuals, separated But the, that's what credits. they're saying. The, the writers will still get the credit. They're allowed to use it. They're just not, they're not going to have to share the credit with the AI program. Okay, why would you receive credit for that? Why, well, you no, didn't do they're, it. You no, just... they're, they're, talking, they're saying that the writers will still get the credit. So exactly. The, Why would the writer get credit for that? The Writers it's... Guild of America is on the side of the writers, not on the side of the AI program. It would have to be whoever's lobbying on behalf of ChatGPT to argue the other point. My issue is why would you receive credit for feeding input into a machine? Well, the idea is that like uh, their hope is that it's the same thing as like bouncing ideas off another screenwriter, right? And everyone yeah. knows that there are absolutely unwritten versions of scripts and a lot of writers do unwritten or like uncredited rewrites for movies that they get paid for but they don't get credit for because of regulations within the industry so the idea here is like you're just using chat gpt is the to same modify way. something that you already wrote yeah yeah to basically to get suggestions i mean they're just basically saying that uh, you don't have to reveal that you're yeah. using it so. it says in the same way that a studio may point to a wikipedia article or other research material and ask the writer to refer to it they can make the writer aware of ai generated content it said but like all research material it has no role in guild cover work nor in the chain of title in the intellectual property so it's not going to get like nobody's going to be paying chat gpt for right. for its contributions okay it's scary it's scary where we're I going mean, I, this feels late to the game because uh, i believe they probably already have used this for scripts that are probably being used right um, now yes most likely considering what's uh what's making it out there i think velma is entirely written by uh, ai it must be something as soulless as that and the rest of the products that are being churned out of hollywood right now i can only 
include. It, was it Chat comes, GPT in a bad robots. mood that day? <laughs> like I, I don't. I actually, I don't know about that. I believe that something that vindictive would have to be written by a person. Well, if you feed I don't believe, hate to a machine, I don't spit yeah, it back well, yeah, out at thing, you. But then it's it's. But that's not Chat GPT that's <laughs> making it hateful. It's the hateful nature of the questions it's being asked and the parameters well, it's, like, it's being um, fed. Tay, right? When they introduced Tay uh, on Twitter. And she immediately became like a Nazi. Yeah, I forgot like, about that. If you, if people feed an, an AI machine hateful rhetoric, yeah. it will just spit well, it back out at you. But the jokes aren't really order. jokes. They're it's like it, it seems like it's AI. Fred sitting there being a white male yeah. who can't use silverware is almost a joke. Yeah. But not really a joke. Uncanny it's the valley, uncanny value of, yes. of humor. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite hitting. You know, like you don't really know what the motive of the. That's just a lack of rewrites. That's a lack of. That's a lack of editors. That's a lack of script editors saying like, "This isn't funny. What the hell are you talking about?" Because you can't criticize Mindy Kaling. You no. can't go and tell the 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 South Asian woman your joke isn't funny because that's racist. So she doesn't have anyone to, to tell her no. The writers don't have anyone to tell them that this isn't funny. And nobody cares anyways because David Zaslav is going to end up canceling the rest of your yes, crap anyways. Yes, let's go, David but like, like, there's it, Why did he approve it in the first place? It was, it was approved. That was done before he took over. Um, like, so was Batgirl, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but, but that, th was that was expensive as hell. And it was supposed to be it was supposed to do like damage to the DCU brand. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah, uh -huh. and and Batman and superhero related properties hold more value than Scooby Doo does, probably. What else um, are they doing with it? But uh, but here's the question: like, what you're talking about here is like what they could have done to fix Velma would have been story editors, somebody to be like, uh, somebody who actually is funny. As hard as that is to believe it existing in Hollywood, there probably are actually funny people there. They would just have to be hired by Mindy Kaling to be like, look, I'm gonna write these jokes. They might or might not be funny. I need you to be the one to tell me when it's funny. There's a lot of people who think that George Lucas, that the reason that the prequels went off the rails is because there was nobody there to tell him no, right? You need somebody there to tell you no. You need somebody there to be like, this isn't funny. Uh, if, if it takes chat GPT to be the one to tell Mindy Kaling that she isn't funny and maybe she'll actually buy into it because she'll be like, well, I'm not letting a straight white male tell me I'm not funny. But chat GPT doesn't have a gender or a, <laughs> or a racial makeup. So maybe she will take the advice of chat GPT someday if somebody can somehow I, feed I it just, the right parameters to tell chat GPT to tell Mindy Kaling she's not funny. I know there are countless op-eds talking about how... AI machinery has unconscious bias against minorities. Yeah. That's already a thing. So you can still argue that it's anti-Mindy Kaling. Well, and, and all of this is anti-artist. I mean, in a lot of ways, right? Like the idea that you're going to start letting them write these scripts as if most of it, the stuff at the Hollywood level on the, on the big screen doesn't feel formulaic enough. Like it's not going to somehow feel more formulaic once you start having bots writing three-fourths of the script and you're just changing the names and dates. Look at what Steven Spielberg says, though. And this is, I, I mean, is this just old guy rhetoric? Because this is what I agree yeah. with. He says, uh, I think the soul is unimaginable and is ineffable. I like the word ineffable. <laughs> yes. It's different than uneffable. It, yes, it's, they're not the same thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, he says, uh, and it cannot be created by any algorithm. It's just something that exists in all of us. And to lose that because books and movies and music are being written by machines we created, that terrifies me. Make a movie about yeah. it. What do you know, old guy? You're on Pe the way out. Uh, Peter Gabriel is going to be incorporating AI into his music. 
Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, like he's uh, he's he's doing a thing now where he's trying to incorporate. Like we, I ended up reading this, this really long article about it, and I thought about talking about it on the show, but it was so damn complex. I'm like, I, I, I didn't actually get most of what he was talking about, but it was actually cool to see a dude who's older who had like wanted to do stuff like that since the 80s, but the technology wasn't there. So the technology is actually catching up with Peter Gabriel's idea for the way he wants his music to go. The technology has finally yes. caught up to me, Steve, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, it's 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 what Steve Austin. It's what it's a Steve. jerk! How can you praise him for that? Uh, I've been wanting to do this for forty years, but yeah. finally, technology has caught up to my brain. Peter Gabriel. He's uh, the technology wasn't there for whatever he wanted. He he, it was something to do with like like he wanted to like hook the musicians up to like their brain waves up to the to the instruments or something. Like it was crazy. It seemed like science fiction, but like I encourage somebody to go out and look for that article. It was. It was really interesting. Uh, it, like I said, it was well, too. It was too. Com it was too complicated to yeah. like get into a topic about it. But it was interesting to think that like he's got the money and the resources to be like this seems like it would be good. And I'm sure the people in the crowd will be like, "This is nice." Like they're not gonna get it. <laughs> it's kind of like when they talk about artists who make art who make art for other artists and yeah. artists who make like art for other for people to actually consume like there that's a thing right like there are people who make movies for movie makers and people who make movies for audiences it sounds like he's making music for like tech nerds but actually uh, great musicians and filmmakers are able to do things artfully and in a way that can be easily yes. consumed as phil a collins has to drag him down to earth yes. phil collins you have to grab peter gabriel by the balls if necessary and say listen to me Genesis wasn't just you, man. It was both of us. Like, yeah, we, we need we need Phil Collins now more than ever. He doesn't get to just bang the drum now that one time. That's like his job now. He plays uh, in the air tonight, and he gets to like steal the glory from the drummer by doing the drum solo at the end, which just seems unfair to me. It it is unfair. He's uh, he gets to play the most iconic drum solo all by himself, and the drummer has to do all the rest of the work, the rest of the concert, but doesn't get the fun part. That's not good. Peter Gabriel's just like I've been wanting to replace you with a robot our entire For career Phil. <laughs> like, please somebody can make a movie somebody will make a movie about that one day like that will be turned into like some type of like spec script about like a, a weird world where like two musicians are fighting and like a generic musician a has been planning to get rid of generic musician b let's, because of his ego that is brilliant we can let's, do this let's do it we could get we could get an ai to make to write that <laughs> chat gpt get on it so, like, uh, one thing that would start to be interesting is, like, when we start seeing these scripts show up, yeah. is, like, we should have, like, a game, like, can you spot the AI-generated script or not? Like, <laughs> like, if they had to be honest about it, and they had to disclose whether they used ChatGPT or any of these open-source AI programs, like, and then, like, somebody can start looking it up and start having trivia nights. Did this movie require, did anybody do any AI rewrites with this script and then people have to start guessing based on the movies they've seen whether this is one that had that in it shazam 2 velma that could have been it ai i wonder i would like to hear christopher nolan's take on this i'm sure he has i think you can always tell i i think christopher nolan would have a thoroughly british and pretentious take on this that i would love mm -hmm. about how bad it is and how it's ruining art i don't know if it's ruining art but i i just believe in people's ability to um to always be able to tell if something is authentic. Yeah. It's just unmistakable. The way that someone can't <laughs> convince you that they're another biological sex simply by getting bones, <laughs> uh, millimeters of their bones shaved off. 
Um, yeah, your brain still makes countless micro calculations to perceive things. You're programmed yeah. to perceive. It's impossible to fake humor. It's impossible to fake beauty. Yeah. yeah, but people are getting stupider and stupider. And what about ducks that fall for duck decoys? They see a wooden well, duck ducks. in the pond. They're ducks. I'm saying that people, people who watch Velma ducks. are stupider than ducks is what I'm trying to say. Way stupider. Well, we watched Velma, so oh, did you? what does I'm... that make us? Yeah, but well, that, that, was, that was for work, though. That's different. <laughs> it's different. That, was different. That, that, that was for work. We could, like, like if, if I had to go to therapy, we could write that off on the taxes. Like, that's... Uh... This is true. Yeah. Look, I, I just think this is one of those things where it'll be interesting to see whether the the big I think the big name screenwriters will come out against it. Like I think Christopher Nolan will say it's an affront to art and nobody should be doing this. Well, and Spielberg stuff like that. just said that. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you listen to Spielberg? Like this is a guy who's made every movie that's mattered over our lifetimes. Yep. Uh, James Cameron will come out and be like, no, as much as I talk about uh, high-end cinematography and, and uh, CGI, we cannot have CGI scripts. That's not a thing. I, I, just, I think Cameron actually would go for it. I they, hate to say it. No, you're probably right. Like, or or at the very least, uh, I, I don't know, because he seems to be very like... He, he he seems like as much as he's into the computer-generated imagery, yeah. I think that he uh, he tells very basic stories. Like in the end, most of Avatar is a very simple story. Avatar All and Avatar Two are. are very simple stories. So yeah. I don't think he's like he's like. What you want to do is make a story that's good and simple, so you don't need an AI program to write it. Like that too. Like I that's like that idea. Like we could. It would be good to get back to a time when simpler is better. But I also I kind of disagree with you about Hollywood in this because in the end of the day, Hollywood is a business, and for them, they're not looking for good art. They're looking for faster, quicker more cost efficient and that's exactly what all of this is you think that's we've what we've got a super chat yep. from dash fortune yep. that said if you guys like the based comics and tmnt i cannot recommend evs cyberfrog enough great to see you all great to see you all this fine yep. thursday i do have the original i have a piece of art from the first teenage mutant Ninja turtles movie Look back there that. That's the one that April O'Neil draws of Leonardo when he's in, in the bathroom and Raphael's in the in the bathtub in in the first movie. And That's I have uh, I do have the last Ronin. Um, I I have I obviously didn't collect any of the Eastman or anything like that, but I did buy the last Ronin because of all the big deal that came about when they released that recently, which is interesting. So. That seemed like a good idea. That, now that's one that would be great to see made live action. Mm -hmm. um, and bring back the animatronics and the and the rubber costumes to do a last Ronin live action series yeah. or or movie. Whoever came up with that idea is a genius. Yes. All right. Uh, should we go on? Should we should we do super chats or do we want to make fun of Chat GPT more? It's probably going to yell at us if we do this anymore. It's probably it probably can hear us. Let's go to super chats. All right, chats. let's do it. Horn Pop uh, sent another sticker. It says wait for it. He loves stickers. It's kind of ominous. Yep. Noah Sanders said, Mary, Jack Conti is the CEO of Patreon, just FYI. Oh, okay. But he's also a musician. Okay. Oh, yeah, because he was a musician first, right? And then that was a, I think we talked about that. Maybe not on here, but I've at least heard videos talking about how Patreon got started and grew he to be a bigger corporation. terrible physiognomy, in my opinion. <laughs> there you go. What is physiognomy? It's like whether you look trustworthy. Oh. Like he, he looks distrustworthy. Cynic in Chief said EVS and John Delarose are my top two favorite comic artists. EVS, if I'm ever in New Jersey, dinner is on me. Yeah. Thank you. 
Olivia Claire said, as a fan of The Office, it is so sad that Mindy Kaling is going full woke. Ironic that half the humor in The Office would probably offend her today. Well, that's something she's even said um, in interviews before is that like you wouldn't be able we, to we would be canceled today. for making The Office today. And it's true because of people like her. Yeah. So who's to blame? I mean, it's it's ironic to even point it out. My favorite part now watching House again for the 10,000th time is watching how none of it would be allowed to be made today. Literally none of it. Maybe yeah. eight to 10% of the episode, the, uh, the, the cut scenes, like showing the outside of the hospital might be able to be left in there. Everything else is a joke about <laughs> someone's race, gender, sexuality, uh, or like anything, but it was, it was just all of the dramatic pauses you can edit together can those and that's there. left in. There's a, like, there's, there's just so much great stuff in there, but it was also, there's like, there's really, really great deep conversations that happen in there that are usually more tied to the idea of nihilism that I, that I really enjoyed. The show is extremely cynical, but does it through the lens of like dark humor. But like there was a, there was a scene the other night that I was watching where uh, Wilson has a, a cancer patient who finds out that they're not going to die and gets really upset about it, about how he's not going to die because he's been having going away parties. And like, he, like so now he's like, everybody's like, people are going to think I'm either a liar or like that, uh, that I was just trying to get attention. So he's actually, he has to, he's getting sued for not killing someone <laughs> like I, I enjoy the idea that we can have like uh, better scripts like that be written today because most of the medical dramas that are made today are god awful gosh awful sorry gosh awful Jabba the creator said I'm here to infiltrate the Tim cast ah it's not gonna happen buddy uh, you're gonna need to know the secret password and the handshake well we can't give that out to anyone so unless you know the secret handshake you're not gonna be able to get in I'm gonna find out Jabba and I'm not telling you <laughs> Jose M said, I wonder who is more of a ya boy Zach fanboy, EVS or Brett? Look, I love the movie reviews. I, I love it because everyone hates his movie, his takes on movies and everyone hates my takes on movies. So in that way, we're, we're brothers in arms that uh, he can he can love the same things I love as far as films and stuff like that. His brain works the same way. It's it's he always has these scattershot ways of thinking of things. And then he brings the point around at the end of the video that is uh, how I wish my brain worked more more consistently. A lot of people listen to him. A lot of people in Hollywood listen yeah. to him. He's got a big audience. Porn Pop sent a suitcase emoji. Somebody also said Tim Foyle hat. I've never heard that one before. Tim Foyle hat is good. Yeah, but Trump said I was just kidding about losing about Tim losing me. By the way. Okay, good. We well, hoped that you were serious. Yes, we wanted you here, not you know. Mass you can't exodus watch both. from IRL to pop yeah. culture crisis. Like if, if you, it's if, a zero sum game. If your folks. time is if your time is money and you can only pick one, we hope you choose us. <laughs> uh, there's a twenty dollar one right there. Oh, uh, yeah, but Trump said might actually be my last super chat. I will watch. I'm not even close to Elon money. So happy you're all here. But this is draining my bank account too fast. Y'all are too good. Kudos. Hurrah. Blessings to everyone. Just thank well, you thank for showing you. up, man. And thank you for watching. Um, hope you're not impoverished yep. after this. Um, Horn Pop sent. Uh, I don't even. Is that a suitcase? Yeah, but after that, he sent a different one. I, I don't even know. What Corn Pop is anymore. just loving sending just random emojis. And don't worry, yeah, but Trump, I like did my thing where I autocorrect typos as I read the super chats. So I already, I already corrected your typo for you. Um, we have more emojis from Corn Pop. Uh, I don't really know if how, how to read these out loud. And then buddy. yeah, but Trump. 
Um, yeah, but Trump said, y'all just mentioned Sherlock. My main takeaway from it was actually Rachel McAdams. She is classically beautiful. Uh, was she in Sherlock? Was she in the, the season where they, with his sister? With his sister, the later... I really checked out after the third series Wait. of Sherlock. I, I It started turning into like a superhero Robert thing Downey Jr. or Oh, no. So, oh, I, I'm sorry. I was, th- I, I was thinking of Benedict Cumberbatch. I was so, yeah. yeah uh, was she Robert in... Downey, yeah. Which one was she in? She was in the Robert Downey Jr. one. Okay, because I didn't remember right? her being... In the, no. the I love the one. I love the one where they have the where, where he, they talk about the oh. rich guy who's got Claude all the blackmail. Roth said, "Here's a tip, mm-hmm. you guys are awesome." Thank you, thank you. The, I I remember reading. You remember because it was he had it was that one where he has like the the guy who has the blackmail on everybody, and it's actually just a memory palace like Sherlock's, where mm-hmm. he has like they're, they're looking for where all the actual blackmail materials are, but it's actually just in his head. Oh, and yeah. they go to that property, and I remember reading like like an eight. Like I guess it would have been like the equivalent of like an eight-page spread about that house that they were in because that property was enormous, right? And it was like it was owned by some dude who owns like multiple castles in the UK, and now that place is usually just rented out for TV shows and movies because it's like the property is so huge and ridiculous. Like, why would you want to live there? Yeah, it's it's almost too big. Yeah, but yeah, I love I love those seasons of Sherlock. I watched the first three. Yep. I think. Ryan Tyler Palmer, inexorable word nerd, said, yeah. need Mermaid Siren remake where she lures sail- sailors to their death and collects souls in a shrine to... I don't know how to say that. Thulu? Uh, Thulu? Yeah. I call it Disney's best film in 10 years. I, there's like nothing Disney's made. The, the thing about Disney Plus is now, now everything on Disney Plus is along the same quality as like like the Lion King 2 Simba's uh, Simba's Pride or whatever like Pride what, what was that one called Simba's like, it was like I almost said Simba's Revenge that would have been a Simba's Revenge it would have been great it was, like, it, was like, it was like Simba's Pride or something like that like nobody ever saw any of those ones but they were always Lion on King the DVD Lion King 2 Electric Boogaloo that's what it would have been it would have been Electric Boogaloo but I never saw any of those ones because there was no marketing put behind any of those straight to DVD versions of that yeah. that's what most of that stuff is now cash grabs yep Corn Pop sent another rainbow. I guess this is his coming out message. <laughs> Thank you. you. You're free to be who you want to be here. Shane Wilder said, I quit reading all comics and sold most of them years ago because of the way the industry was going, but I'm going to buy yours, Ethan. Yes, Brett is very loquacious in his tweets. That might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. Next, next to Mary telling me that I dress politically neutral, which is still the greatest thing anyone's ever said <laughs> yeah. to me, uh, calling me loquacious, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, but Trump said lower intel people don't watch this. Uh, Is that a command or just a fact? Low intel people don't watch pop culture crisis. Well, you know, we, we, we shoot for the highbrow uh, art audience here, which is actually not true because I actually make fun of like a lot of the people. Like anybody who like there's like people who have A24 tattoos. Like, can you imagine getting an A24 or a Marvel to, tattoo? Whatever like, uh, you're like, into, get, stop. Like, d- like, <laughs> don't get like, don't get a tattoo of like a something that's owned by like a billion dollar holding company. Yeah, maybe. But Ugh. the A24 Marvel- nerds, I almost actually no, I do hate them more than the Marvel <laughs> stands who like watch the the post credit scenes. Yeah. Very diligently with their, N95 with their N95 strapped on. I almost hate the A24 nerds more. It's art, bro. Like it's, you're you're a consumer. Yeah. Stop. It's funny too because <laughs> acting I, like you're you're deep and intelligent. In a lot of ways, I'm the I, I'm exactly what Hollywood wants. I rail against the the constant need for like highbrow art, like in Hollywood, where I'm just like, oh, you're not deep. It's not deep. It's not funny. It's not cool. Like it, it isn't 
high art to make everything depressing right like that's what it seems like now they've they've mistaken like actually making intelligent television in movies in media with just making it depressing here's this thing that fills you with existential dread and makes you want to kill yourself um that's what makes it art sorry sorry chud the last of us game might have been high art the television show is not high art yeah the game is the movie is the show is not yeah Paul's and the kids said, "Submit to our impending robot overlords." Eventually, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to give in. We're we'll not have an AI generated graphic designer. Go watch Person of Interest. You can figure out how to how to deal with AI with the AI upris- uprising on that show. That's the the best example of You've it. You've got Japan spending billions of dollars right now making uh you know female companion robots. I think is a nice way to put it. Billions. You know, it's cheaper just to make a real one than make a woman. I understand it doesn't cost anything to, like, create a human being, really. That's true. It's yeah, but you can strange. program the robot, the women, harder to, harder to program. You know, it's easier <laughs> than you think. <laughs> uh, there's a $20 one from Yeah, but Trump. Oh, he said, OMG, that low intelligence thing was a joke. Sorry? Oh, no, we, we, we get it, man. Don't, don't worry. We're, uh, we, we have fun here. We're, it's all jokes here. Um, I didn't think that it was like rude or anything. No, I didn't either. Red Z said, Mary, are we having a moment? You keep staring at me. Mary, you got to stop staring. Sorry. Uh, and there's a $20 one from Thousand Foot Deep End. Said another great guest and great show. I hope to see Ethan back as a guest. Here's a little extra money since I'll have to miss tomorrow's show live. Here's to another great show tomorrow. Until next week, Crisis Actors. I really want a Crisis Actors shirt to be made. I don't know if, uh, if they'll allow it on, on uh, Teespring, but I want a Crisis Actors shirt. Probably not allowed. That's <laughs> uh, probably not allowed. Also, this, the saying about the, the eyes and looking back, it made me think of, have you ever seen, I, I was talking to somebody about the movie Heat the other night. Have you ever seen the movie Heat? Love that movie. Uh, it's, oh man, between the wire and Heat, me and you could talk about that yeah. for, forever. But there's the scene at the beginning when, they're, when the guy gets his eardrums blown out during the, the robbery of the, the armored truck. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking at the dude in the mask and the guy's just staring back at him blankly because he can't hear anything. That's what I thought of when I was thinking that. I, I watched that movie fairly recently. Yeah. Also a proof that uh, you can make movies that are long and people can find them interesting. And it Heat, I, to... Like I never think of Heat as that long. That movie just goes right by. No, and it's, it's closer. It's pushing three hours. It's getting wow. close to three hours. Mm-hmm. So. I think we have confirmation from Corn Pop that that was him coming out. He said, um, behind the scenes. He's, so he's DL. Somebody needs to play the song I'm Coming Out Now without us getting copyright struck. Mark Reyes <laughs> said, Brett, think about it. They just need to feed all season of House, seasons of House MD into an AI. We get good episodes of House. Plus, those episodes won't be bad. That's exactly right. Uh, it's funny, too, because somebody pointed out that I didn't even remember that Tim had told the story. Like, that's how this show got started because like we were like doing something one day for the vlog and I was ranting about house and like I was explaining like who the producer on a bunch of episodes were and why that season was better because that guy was producing and that was like he's like why do you know that like that's pointless knowledge like why would you possibly need to to understand that that's how this show came to be (laughs) red z said was kidding but you have great broadcast presence okay thank you uh and there's a 20 dollar one from yeah but trump Uh, He said, what I mean is I think people who want to know, try to know. Okay. That's true. Bobcat said, you know the biggest problem with British punk music? London is calling every time I try to rock the, what is that? Uh, Casbah? Casbah. Rock the Casbah. With the guns of Brixton. 
means absolutely nothing to you. <laughs> I'm blanking. Not an 80s kid. What's wrong, okay. Brett? Okay. It's just a while back. Okay. We're that back. Was sent. Okay, there it is. All right, I got it there. Okay. You good? Okay. Dash Fortune said, if you guys like... Or no, no, sorry, I already read that one. And then um, we're down here to Dash Fortune. Dash Fortune again. said, Ethan, who or which is your favorite lantern? As a character and as an artist, mine is Guy Gardner. Oh, I love Guy Gardner. I really liked drawing Hal Jordan a lot. He's my there it is. Thank you, guys. And of course, it interrupts him. Wait it out and then give your answer. I will. Wait it out and Somebody give the answer. Somebody paid for it. Wow. It's always intense. <laughs> Hal Jordan's my favorite. Kilowog was my favorite to draw. Love Kilowog. Brofty said, great guest, PCC, buck, buck, buck. See, the chickens are invading. Wow. Corn uh, Pop sent us an ice cream cone emoji. Uh, other than that, I think we're all caught all up. All right, we're all caught up. All right. Uh, did we, we, thankfully, we don't have any more cringe of the day, so I think we're good to go. Ethan, my friend, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I loved it. I had so yeah. much fun, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Let everyone know where they can find you and promote. Promote, oh. promote. Please follow me on Twitter at Ethan Van Skyver. Uh, and um, also uh, join my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is called Comic Artist Pro Secrets. Uh, and uh, we talk about comics gay, we talk about comics there, we talk about pop culture. Uh, and then um, also please go to Indiegogo and back Cyberfrog Dark Harvest. Just do a Google search, it'll come right up. Cyberfrog Dark Harvest. And you can find all of my Cyberfrog books. Uh, and merchandise. We have action figures coming. Oh, I should have brought them. No, I saw. I, I, I was. I looked at a bunch of the about the stuff on the stream about about the action figures. That's got to be a lot of fun. Oh my! Design. It's amazing just yeah. to have your own action figures, yeah. and we're doing it because that's what crowdfunding can do. We have an audience who's helping us to make stuff that's better than Hasbro, better than Bar Marvel, better than DC, and that is uh, that's the future of Comics Gate. Uh, so uh, yeah, go to our eBay store, Cyberfrog Nine, and you can catch up on all the Cyberfrog books up until now and the uh, toys, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was fun. I've yes. never done this before. Well, you are, you are welcome to come back anytime. Oh. And you're, you're going to go to the political fuddy-duddy show and realize Boring. This, is, this is where the real magic happens. Boring. Nobody wants to talk about Joe Biden. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about politics. I don't give a crap Boo. about Putin. Unless, we're, unless it's in reference to Velma. Yes, if, if, unless I get to talk about Joe Biden in Velma. We can Velma. steer it around that way. We yeah. can make Trump's arrest be about the MCU somehow. somehow. That, yeah. It's possible. It's possible. Mary, let everyone know they can find you. Yes, you can send me validation on Instagram at Mary Archived and send me hate on Twitter. That is also Mary Archived. I believe we're still planning on doing a meme review on Monday. That is planned. So go to our subreddit, post whatever memes, clips, edits, whatever you would like us to react to for our meme review, and we will curate a list of the best content to react to. And any of the new people here who haven't seen the show before, just subscribe. Yes. Just do it. Don't be rude. Do better. That was that was my next line. I say, guys, before we go, hit the like button on this video. Subscribe to this channel. Leave a comment on it. It helps us in the algorithm. Hit the notification bell. I hate that part because it always feels so cliche to say all that. Ring that bell. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you got to have like the sound effect after with a little click sound. <laughs> guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Dasvik on both. This show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen to this podcast, we are on Amazon Music. 
Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. And if you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis, and on Instagram at popculturecrisispod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.